Hosting for this podcast is made possible through mtgcast.com, which is supported by a generous contribution from quietspeculation.com, Magic's premier trading and financial news site. Hello again and welcome to the Mana Pool. We are brought to you as always by quite no wait, hold on, by cardshark.com. Better way to buy and sell collectible card games. Where they have Modern Masters, and I'm pretty sure M14 is up now, and if not, it'll be in like a minute. Now that I've said that, I feel like I should go check <laughs> to see if M14 is up yet. Is that your watch by it? Do, do, do. Yep, it is. No, wait. Wow, it's even on Magic Online. That's weird. While you're there, you should get some amazingly cheap Aetherling like I did. Oh, yeah? Two bucks, man. Is that... Is that cheap? Wow, that's pretty good. Aetherlings for two bucks is a pretty good investment. They're not going to go down. Oh, okay. Well, they might. I don't know. It's Superman. It's not Superman. It's It's the blue Superman from the 90s you don't want to think about. Oh, from when they split? From when he had the amazing bullets fly into him and then fall down power. Yeah, the electric Superman. That's pretty much what he is. Whoa, it was Superman 2 electric boogaloo. I'll be damned. I'm probably not the first person to make that joke. You lost me a long time ago. Don't worry about it. It was awful. So You lost him at the 90s. So I saw Man of Steel. No, wait. That's not what we're talking about. What are we talking about? So, yes. We are the Mana Pool. I am Chewy, failing miserably at wrangling these dorks. (laughs) And with me, as always, are some other dorks. Dorks, what's going on? I'm Brian. I'm the lead rambler, and I will make no attempt to wrangle these other dorks, because, uh... I don't wanna. And it's kinda like herding cats. Which is a phrase that my wife swears up and down that I invented because she'd never heard it before, and I said no. And I tried to show her on Wikipedia and she said that I, uh, I, you know, produced the Wikipedia page to, I don't know, it's a giant conspiracy theory. Anyway. I always um, thought it was the Masons. This is. No, have you read the latest down, Dan Brown book yet? Inferno? I just finished it yesterday. Was it the same as the other three? He's done more than three. Oh, you mean the other three uh, Robert Langdon books? Yeah. They do tend to get that they fall into, and and this is true for a lot of authors. They 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 get formulaic is one word, but they fall into a certain pattern of events where this happens and this happens. Does and then, it begin you know, with him waking up to a phone call and then wandering around for eight hours and then it's over? <laughs> he doesn't wake up to a phone call, but there's wandering around for eight hours. Oh, okay. Anyway, it was it was a good read. I enjoyed it. Fair enough. Awesome. Who else is here? Uh, I'm Mike. I'm the rules guy and the game lore guy. And <laughs> I still maintain that wrangling these dorks should have been someone else's responsibility a long-ass time ago. So I'm not about to start trying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was someone else's responsibility a long-ass time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think that means, Chewie? I'm mm-hmm. just not good at it, all right? <laughs> Also, considering that I'm pretty certain Carrie is smarter than all of us, I'm pretty sure she's screwing with you and just not letting on that she is that she's doing it. Well, she's got to be smarter than all of us, with the amazing glaring exception of marrying Brian in the first place. Well, that one's perfect. I'm just gonna <laughs> leave that alone, and I'll come back in like five minutes with a hey. <laughs> and I guess that would make me hey! the next. I just, to go and, I just decided to go and do it now. <laughs> so I guess that would make me the uh, the next dork to to be. Introduced, I'm Dirk, the self-proclaimed greenest man alive and moral compass of the group. And so, interesting fact, uh, I am taking a 
sort of a technology class for my MED program. Mm-hmm. And we had to pick some sort of program to sort of like do a, a blog about and everything. And the one that I went through and I thought, eh, I could probably do that one was Audacity. Ah. So now I'm actually learning about how to use Audacity. Well, let me know if you have any questions. Well, actually, right. I found a tutorial thing. I was like, I wonder if Chewy needs this, in case you had questions. It has a lot of features. Yeah, really. I just learned about the Autoduck, but I'm pretty sure I mentioned that already. So oh, it's okay. lots of cool stuff, and I'm glad that that's in there so I can go back and be like, oh, how do you do this again? What in the world is this? Why is this not working? Which I actually need to figure out why Google Chrome and I actually messaged the guys a second ago about this. I was like, have you ever had that problem where you click on the button and you know you only have to click it once to make it come up, but it never comes up? And no matter how many times you click it, double click it or do whatever, it will never come up. It hates you. It must. Stupid Google Chrome. I don't actually use Chrome, so I, I got nothing. Yeah, I use Internet Explorer. Ooh, that's two of you. What the hell? <laughs> I used to use Internet Explorer, and then I started using Chrome because it was just the same thing, but in my experience, it was just faster. Yeah, I haven't had any problems with Internet Explorer since they finally replaced 6. Well, that's After that, it's been pretty smooth sailing. Once you get to about 8, you're okay because CSS actually works. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> it, it, it took them a while. But Who are you, Mystery Voice? I'm Bill. I show up whenever there's a preview set, even if there's only one week of previews. <laughs> Especially if there's only one week of previews. That, that narrows it down pretty good for me. Exactly. And we just lost somebody. Who did we lose? Probably Mike. Yeah, probably Mike. Okay. That's fine. We didn't lose anybody. No, we lost. Punishment for using IE. Watch out, Dirk. (laughs) What was it I said last week that, uh, that you were like, oh, and Bill's happy now. Oh, you picked Squee when you were doing the Mad Lib. Oh, that's right. You know, because Bill actually is Squee, so you picked Bill. Squee! It's important. Hmm. So should we... I think that's when I was randomly going through and picking cards. Probably. You randomly found Squee? Anyway, I don't remember. I may have drank that memory away. I don't know. <laughs> years and years ago. So is there is there anything going on that we need to talk about other there's than the, there's the banned and restricted list announcement? Oh yeah, July. yeah. Yeah, this I owned is... all the cards on that one. I know. Oh, I man. was bummed. You're totally hosed, aren't you? A little bit. I mean, it set me back. But... Wizards is ruining the game. <laughs> I blame Rosewater. You know, like a good Magic player. Do you guys remember back on the Great Designer Search 2 when it had that question at the end as to whether or not you blamed Mark Rosewater for everything? And five people said yes. I'm one of them. (laughs) But I actually did it because at the time my girlfriend was like, he wants someone who's willing to stand up to him and not be a yes man. I'm like, that sounds like a great idea. So then I said it and I was wrong. But it was pretty funny. So Having a question like that on there is just asking for people... To to try and go. Is he being serious? Am that I gonna happen? Like we actually discussed it for a few minutes, and I'm like, well, the, there's the obvious answer, but they've got to narrow down this list well, somehow. So maybe why on this? Why on earth are they wasting our time with this question? You know, so mm-hmm. there must be a hidden meaning here. Except, oh wait, there's no hidden meaning. You're just being jerks. No, I tried to Phoenix right my way around it, and I was wrong. So objection. Ah, sustained. Hey, oh, Mike. you got lawyered. Hey, Brian's here. <laughs> I'd be lawyer. So, I've been I've been lawyering a lot. I'm tired. <laughs> this sounds bad, but I'm almost a little tired of lawyering right now. <sighs> but anyway, let's not go into that. So the banned and restricted list announcement. Yes. So uh, let's start with modern. 
No changes. Legacy, Mike. Nothing. Standard, I, Dirk. Nothing. Good hit. Good guess. Good guess. Uh, Commander, Bill. Nothing. Uh, what else is there? Vintage. Vintage. Nope, not a damn thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, cards are still banned from extended. What about Rainbow Stairwell? Did anything change there? <laughs> no. Popper? Nope. Damn. Ooh, Drag Tusk is still this. banned in Popper. <laughs> <laughs> Other times that there have been um, non-event updates, someone at least gave a little burb like, nope, everything's cool. Yeah, there's a link at the fun. There was a link at the bottom. That oh, was like, you know, for an explanation. And I clicked on it, and it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm like, all right then. It took you to that same page that had all those core set dual lands, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Aww. Aww. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> well, we'll get into that a little later. Foreshadowing. Wait, I don't see a link. Maybe? Did they take it down? I guess they, I guess they put it up, at, I guess they included it as a mistake in the first version and then fixed it. Well, I mean, I don't actually have it open seeing as how I knew that it was nothing, so I'll go over there real quick, but keep talking. Oh, they probably copy-pasted the template. There you go. Yeah. Probably. Oh well. Usually when they do stuff like this, whoever writes the latest developments is usually the person, if it's nothing big that they need to address right now, mm-hmm. then usually someone mentions it there, don't they? So that means they'll catch it at the end of the week? Maybe. I guess. That's how Let's they've done it in the past. Let's put it that way. I do. Okay. I do. Go ahead. <coughs> no. I do find it interesting that they chose to do nothing. Not because I felt like anything needed to be addressed. Certainly there's no call blade type situations. It just feels like lately, I'm trying to remember, it feels like there's been at least one thing, um, banned or unbanned, um, the last couple times in some format. Yeah, something happened. Um, yeah. Well, and I guess there wasn't anything on the modern list that they felt they could let off of right now. Yeah. Where, whereas, uh, at least, uh, when we were, um, when we were getting started, when I was starting, started playing, it felt more of a rarity to see that sort of thing happening. Of course, we actually had, back in the day, uh, there were actually, I realized I started to say we had, and I'm like, no, Brian, no. There, it's, uh, but back then, there weren't as many formats. So, plus formats like Commander didn't really exist. Stuff that was online only like Rainbow Stairwell wasn't, wouldn't really have received treatment on the main wizard page. Mm-hmm. So, it was like standard, nothing. Legacy, nothing. Extended, nothing. Alright, we're good. Yeah, I th- and I think they keep all the announcements about online-only formats to a specific area of the Wizards forums. They yeah. do. Well, that must that might be what I saw was uh, for an ex for the complete list of all banned and restricted cards by format. I clicked on that. I misread it. It's the complete list, and I thought it was. And I'm so used to seeing for a complete or for a thorough explanation of why we did this. You know, click here. Uh-huh. Um, so that's my, and I clicked on that and I'm like, this is everything. So <laughs> I guess they're saying that, you know, like nothing's changed. So <coughs> yeah, nothing, no changes, zip, zero, zilch. Was there anything else that happened? Hmm. I don't think so. Like Hall of Fame voting is going on, but we don't really I care don't, about that. I don't give Yeah, I don't even, I, I, mean, I have to stop reading like a third of the way through those articles because I have no idea what's going on. I, pretty much. It's not that I, I don't mean... Twitter for a week, and that's about it. I don't... 
it's I don't want to show any disrespect toward the people that have been playing the game long enough to earn the right to be on there. I just I just don't care. Don't give a and, damn. <laughs> Yeah, it's not disrespect, it's just laziness it's, and ignorance. It's just a matter, it just does not apply to how I play the game, what interests me in the game. There, there are a lot of casual players that are invested in the central, what they, who they see as the central figure, so it probably matters to them, and great for them. I just, I just don't follow it. It's like a lot of, um, professional sports. I will sit down and watch almost any professional sport, but I don't follow any of them for a whole season. So people are like, hey, you know, how are, how are the Lakers doing this season? I'm like, I don't have the slightest clue. But is it the Super Bowl yet? Because, you know, the <laughs> Lakers should be playing in the Super Bowl. Because, the Lakers yes, should totally I, make the Super Bowl this yeah. year. <laughs> Ever since that double grand slam, I mean, man. <laughs> I just want to see see him go out there against, you know, the 49ers or something, and they're like, wait a minute. Where's the basket? <laughs> or the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> I was My, about to make a Gretzky joke, but he that's right. Now, so. I was going to say something about the Lakers Mighty and the San Jose Sharks in the Super Bowl this year. Let's make that happen. <laughs> I hear the Lakers are on the pole. <laughs> I got it. It's the feel-good movie of the summer. Is uh, on the one hand, we've got the Mighty Ducks, and maybe we can get all the original actors because now they're probably all like forty. Yeah. <laughs> And, but, but they've made it to the big time and now they're playing in the Super Bowl against, um, uh. Ooh, the Sandlot kids. The, the Sandlot, <laughs> I, I was gonna suggest the Harlem Globetrotters, but you know, the Sandlot kids <laughs> is even better. The, Har- the, the Globetrotters are, are officiating. Yeah, yeah. It's from the Globetrotter homeworld. <laughs> Shouldn't it be the generals officiating? They take it a little more seriously. <laughs> Alright, anyway, enough of that, enough of that. <laughs> Have the general <laughs> suffered enough, honestly? There is that. That's M14. <laughs> yeah, that's M14. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, sorry, you guys. Uh, I'm trying real hard not to laugh because if I laugh, I really have to pee. And Scott's currently in the shower, so I can't go pee. <laughs> so stop being. No more comedy. <laughs> stop being funny. <laughs> well, you could. It's just be an unpleasant experience all around. Just for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Mike's plotting against you because you're laughing. Uh, damn it, Mike. Huh, okay, I'm good. So, um, I guess, I guess that's it, yeah. M14. M14. Uh, do we want to move through the colors in the normal fashion, or do you just want to call out cards that you find interesting? No, we should, uh, we should mention the, the one thing that has been talked about in the forums, which is the hate guys. Oh, uh, the, the rare are... hate guys, yeah. I do find... Awesome. I do find this interesting because in the past you would have you've seen hate cards, but they've normally been printed at uncommon. There's usually a cycle like um, what's the red destroy a, a land if it's a island or or Ooh, yeah that one was too strong to keep reprinting, um, reprinting cryoplasm. Cy- cryoplasm yeah but or and that was replaced by the there was the, like bust at one point combust yeah. um, there's the Ignite, ignite something, you know. So, um, I mean, we've talked about them before, actually. How yeah. they keep trying to get the the hate spells in the core set right, just and, right. And like and the green one is the one that keeps having the most trouble. And it's funny, even <laughs> the green one was even moved up to rare when you've got like the 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 deer thing. Yeah, gray stable sag. Green even got an extra one. Green, green stable sag. <laughs> uh, it had autumn's veil for a couple times. 
uh, Obstinate Baloth was a certain, well, Obstinate Baloth was more of a precursor to Thragtusk. Thragtusk itself is almost a hate card, but it's a hate like everybody but you instead of specific enemy colors. I don't know. It plays pretty well in pretty much every deck right now. Yes, it's just an opponent hate card is what Brian's yeah. saying. You know, you know what I find interesting is, so, yeah, as we're alluding to, they printed more hate cards. These are moved up to rare, so they're pretty potent, at least in theory. But this week they also put out an article talking about mana fixing and how there are no dual lands in the core set. Um, in the same article, I don't know who wrote it. Um, but they talked about how they was thought that, that Sam's daughter's articles quite possibly. Yeah, uh, if it was this week, then it was probably or, Rosewater, it, wasn't it? It would have been at the end of last week. I oh, think. the end of last week. Okay. Um, Stoddard. It was funny because it was before the whole set was, was released and the picture on the main page before you clicked on the link was a picture of city of brass. And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. They just put it in modern masters and now we'll have more and it'll be standard. It'll be great. And it's like, it's just a picture of it. And I'm like, really? Wow. <laughs> that is a, part of my French, but that is a dickish move. <laughs> um, the term is Richard. Uh, sorry, Peter. But, um, but in that article, he talked about how R&D has gotten away from the concept of enemy colors, at least when it deals with having access to them easily and, you know, why they didn't, it took them so long to print enemy, <coughs> enemy dual lands, aside from the ones, of course, that were in alpha and beta. <coughs> and yet, so we have that message of we're not pushing those so hard, at least in terms of mana fixing. And then in this same set, oh, here's, every color has a card that punishes its enemy colors. And I'm like, all right, sure, bit of a disconnect, but whatever. So, um, which one do you want to start with? I'm not quite sure I followed you there, but okay. Um, we talked about the white one already, right? No, we did not. We haven't talked about a no. single one of these. Oh, that must have been on Eminem. And that was before it was officially previewed. <sighs> I really get sick of that. Just for those listeners who, who listen, who don't listen to Monday Night Magic, yeah. <coughs> we, they, they always want to pull up like Salvation or what, MythicSpoiler.com or something. Mm-hmm. And then I get confused as to what's real or not and I have to bite my lip. I'm like, oh, did you guys see the blue and black? Like last week when we were talking about slivers. I was like, well, yeah, but there's the blue and black one. And then I thought about it and didn't say that. <laughs> like, we, we've seen two of <laughs> So, yeah, the, so the first one is the white one, the Fiend Slayer Paladin. He costs one white white. He's a 2-2 human knight. He has first strike. He has life link. And he, well, no, he doesn't. He has... Fiend Slayer Paladin can't be the target of black or red spells your opponents control. So he doesn't have protection from black, he just has the last letter. He's it's, got the T. It's it's pseudo. Like, you can't say it's better or worse than the Paladin Invec. Is it in or ill? In. in Invec, which is, for one and two white, is a 2-2 two, two first strike pro-red, pro-black. It's not better or worse this, uh, that guy can charge right through black and red creatures or can block them all day long. This guy can't. If you've got a red 3-3 demon and this guy attacks you, unless you think they have a trick, you should block. And they're like, ah, and you're like, it's dead. Cause, you know, that's <laughs> just a, but, uh, so, this, so this, this thing doesn't have as good evasion, but it has like pseudo hexproof where if you're in white and black, 
And you're like, all right, well, the only thing I've got is this, you know, black enchantment. What is it? The the mark of the vampire or whatever? Dark favor. I think dark favors in this set. Dark, dark favors in here. Um, I like the vampire one because it, well, I guess it's already got lifeline. But you know, okay, fine. Dark favor. You can stick it on there, no problem, because it's only um, black instants and sorceries. Your opponent's control. Black spells. Black black spells. See, that's what I get for moving away from the card. Uh, Me too. Black or red spells. Also, keep in mind this does not protect them from uh, pyroclasm type effects because it doesn't target and it doesn't protect them from abilities of black and red cards. Chandra was but the lifelink, but what you trade for that is lifelink. Yeah, which is pretty good hate against red and black. Yeah. Plus he's got a lightsaber and that's kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely saw that and I was like, lightsaber... He's got a lightsaber? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently when you combine First Strike and Lifelink, you get a lightsaber. Well, clearly. Didn't we know that already? I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know what's canon anymore after Disney. <laughs> Disney taking over uh, Star, Star Wars, Wars is the best Star thing to happen to the series in a long time. Probably, because, yeah. You know, what else was the series doing <laughs> other than dying a slow, fast death? Anyway, let's not get into that. So what's the next card? Uh, the next card is a Tide Binder Mage. Um, and I think this is the only one that just costs two instead of three. Tide Binder Mage is two blue for a 2-2 two, two Merfolk Wizard. And when it enters the battlefield, tap target red or green creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step for as long as you control Tide Binder Mage. But blam Yep, yeah, that's, so. That's pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, yeah. down the guy. The this one is very very specific in its hate, whereas all of them are. You know, the last guy we discovered still has first strike and lifelink. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what colors the opponent is playing, this is. You know, I mean, I guess at worst it's a bear, but it's a two specific mana colored bear. So the trade off is sometimes this isn't going to do anything, and then other times this is going to keep their most important guy or some guy locked down for. Ever. Because yeah. that's not until in a turn, it's until it leaves the battlefield. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Well, it's until someone gains control of it also, so if they threaten him, then you're sad. Yeah, it's a little better against green because red has more removal for it, but still. Yeah, yeah against those- green, this is really killer. Go ahead, Bill. He serves that nice role that you want on a two-drop where he doesn't suck if you get him late. I mean, you know, if you just play him out as a bear on two and... You know, if you're on the draw, then fine. You probably blank their two drop. But either way, he's still a bear, and that's still fine. And if you draw him on, like, turn eight, then suddenly they don't have a giant, scary Hydra thing anymore. So that's good, too. And there are multiple giant, scary Hydra things in this set. Yeah. Well, I just, I'm, like, enjoy the fact that it's a, for two, it's essentially control. And it's not a uh, legendary at all. So you can no. actually have four of these out, locking down big things on your side. There are no legendary creatures in the set, which I find interesting because wasn't it just in M13 that we had the cycle of legends like Audric and mm-hmm. Kranko and etc. So well, that was the big thing for that set though. <coughs> oh, I understand. It's just funny that uh, we've done that and now we're doing something. Emphasis is a little different. So let's see. What's the black one called? It's called the Life Bane Zombie, but it yeah, has nothing you. to do with preventing life gain. But he's anti-life because he's, you know, hates white and green. So he's goth. 
Yes, he's a goth. Okay. Goth Bane zombie. The life goth Bane. Oh, shut up, Chewie. Somebody read that. I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, life Bane zombie for one and two uh, black. It's a three one zombie warrior that's rare with intimidate. When Life Bane zombie enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose a green or white creature from it and exile that card. That seems good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. You Don't never get a... three one intimidate. Yeah, there's no. that too. Yeah, three damage adds up pretty fast, and then the whole oh, you know, no Hydra, Thrag Tusk, Resto Angels, Angel Serenity, blah blah, whatever, you know. Seems pretty good. Yeah, and they don't get it back when he dies. Right. Like some other cards. And it doesn't go to the graveyard, so they can't, you know, Unburial writes it. Is there um, Rise from the Grave in this set? I'm still going through the set figuring out what's here and what's not. Uh, like, um, it's I not. I see Rise of the Dark Realms. It's not here. I can't remember what I saw in white, whether there was something there. Um. We'll notice so, it later if it's there. Like there's no uh, there's no rampant growth and that sort of thing. So it's always interesting to see what which of those fairly static effects are moving out of standard at least for a little while. There's no rampant <coughs> growth with slivers. That's weird. I guess they just have other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the red one is my here it is mind sparker. Oh, this one's cool. Yeah, this one's good. Okay, well somebody read it. Um. Mind Sparker. For one and two red, it's an elemental rare. It's a three two with first strike. It does not have haste. But whenever an opponent casts a white or blue instant or sorcery spell, Mind Sparker deals two damage to that player. Ha 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 ha. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And yeah, he blocks the, all day long. He does. The three power with first strike is really what makes him. Three power with, with first strike shuts down a lot of these. It'll at least trade with that, um, with that, uh, fiend hunter slayer guy. And then the intimidate guy, you know, yeah, yeah he can block this thing, but this thing will kill it first. So uh, it's pretty good. It's, and, and that little bit of damage is going to add up. Shock you, shock you, shock you. Because blue and white like their, Non, uh, their instant or sorcery spells. I can see in the next, for the next couple of months, you know, naming elemental with cavern of souls. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yep. And then there's one more. Yeah, Mike. Something. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Witch stalker. Witch stalker. <coughs> that stalker. <laughs> yeah, witch stalker is, uh, he's a 3-3 three, three for one and two green. He's a wolf. And he has hexproof. And this, <laughs> this one, oh, the green one. Whenever an opponent casts a blue or black spell during your turn, put a plus one plus one counter on Witch Stalker. Sure, why not? Granted, that's a very powerful effect, and that's why it has to be so restricted. But still, we have the green one of the cycle, as always. So what you're telling me is it's a three three hexproof for three. It is, which is good. And, and sometimes good. it's a four four or a five five. The, the, yeah, the, sometimes it's, bas- it's basically a three three. Uh, with hex proof that says your opponent can't cast blue or black spells during your turn. <laughs> well, they can. They just won't like it very much. Yeah. I do. I like the art. I don't know what it is about it. I just I like the art and the the kind of the flavor of it. It's a witch stalker, but it's a wolf that eats witches. <laughs> Nom. <Nom-nom. laughs> 
<laughs> it's big enough to kill the the witch that can search out the salamander. So it's hey, hey, there you go. <laughs> I knew there was something else. That and the salamander can't be used to kill it. Hey, hey. they they released the um card lists for the theme decks. Oh, cool. Uh, we don't have them, to cover it. Yeah, it none occurred, of them are linked, so it would actually take us longer to figure it out than. Yeah, man. I was just gonna say oh. that the black one has one of the witches um, and a cauldron and three newts in it. I'm like, ha 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 ha. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's cool. So those are the hate cards. Yeah, and most of these, <laughs> most of these, as somebody said in the forums, it might have been Bill, actually seem to be good enough to at least warrant like a sideboard slot in standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they could. The blue one, uh, again, for me, is is the most situational, just because the rest of these, like, will you play a 3-3 three, three for 3 with Hexproof in green? Probably. Will in you this play, format, yes. In this format, yes. Will mm-hmm. you play the 3-1 with Intimidate that lets you at very least get information as far as what they have? Yeah. The yeah. The blue one, to me, it, it's not, I'm not saying it's bad, and it definitely is the cheapest, but it's also the cheapest for a reason, because uh, that's not enough to get there. It's the most limited in application. Yeah, and if, especially in standard, the way you're not playing mono green right now, you're playing green red or Naya or Bant or five color, that one's going to be the hardest to protect as well. So, uh, But the other four, absolutely. Yeah, he's got the problem of his impact on the board goes away when he dies. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to kill something and construct it, so. Yeah. I, I hate to make the whole dies to removal argument, but if it doesn't do anything before it dies to removal, like his Thragtus dies to removal, but who cares? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> it does. Two of his power dies to removal. That's yeah. true. Minus two, minus one to removal. <laughs> All right. Restoration Angel dies to removal. There you go. But there we go. already had an impact on the board. Yes. Yeah. So, hmm. so uh, were there any other... We, we mentioned... the. Uh, I mentioned the article where there's not any dual lands in the set. The non-basic lands will take us all of two seconds because there's three of them. Yeah, I was just about to say we should go ahead and knock those out. So our old buddy Shimmering Grotto's back, so that's there's some color fixing. Last reprinted as a common in um Innistrad? Dark what I think Innistrad. Yeah. Yeah, it was Innistrad. And now it's an uncommon. Which is yeah. the, the mana fixing in here is kinda rough, but there's no terramorphic expanse or evolving wilds. Which yeah. I was surprised to see. I was surprised to see Mutavolt, but then it wasn't in Modern Masters. <laughs> right. And yeah. I think Aaron Forsyth was like, look, we know there's some blatantly obvious cards that are missing from Modern Masters. Just shut up and wait. He didn't say that exactly, but that's pretty much what he said. You know what that means? That means Mutavolt's in the corset. Yeah. I was going to say Thought Seizes and uh, and Theros. Thought Seizes and Theros, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mutavolt, um, for those of you that don't know, because it's, it's kind of old. It uh, actually, uh, it was in um, Eventide? Morning tide. Morning tide. Morning, morning tide, which is the first set we uh, previewed. Previewed, yeah. Yes. So Mutavolt, it taps for colorless mana, and you can pay one, and it becomes a two-two creature with all creature types until end of turn. It's still a land. Now, when this was printed, Ugh. there were lots. I mean, it was Lorwyn and Morning Tide, and creature types ruled. 
So this thing was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And even without all the creature type stuff, it's still a man land. And man lands are good. Yeah. This isn't even an inefficient man land. I mean, it's a 2-2 and all it cares about is that you have mana. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and it can, you know, part of the reason it became so popular, um, in, in like, uh, Legacy was because, you know, not only is it another man land for the decks that like to play man lands, but it's also an assembly worker for yeah. <laughs> Mistress Factory to pump up. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. It, when, when it was yeah. Like, when and, it was, and it's also, and it's also a, a Blink Moth with a Nexus to pump up. When it was in Standard last time, of course, it was mostly a fairy. And there was a time where I, I went to States, uh, one year back when it wasn't held every year around my daughter's birthday weekend. <clears throat> Someone that's in charge of that, who clearly doesn't take my life into consideration. Anyway, uh, I was- Damn first, it, OP! First round, I was playing against a, uh, fairies, fairies deck, and they had out, uh, they were trying to flash in a misbind click, which you need to have another fairy in play to champion, and I was like, in response, I'll kill your one fairy, or he, he had, uh, and then he was like, in response, I'll activate my Muta Vault, and I'm like, burn that Muta Vault, and his response, I'll tap that Muta Vault to activate my other Muta Vault, and I'm like, damn it! Uh, <laughs> this is what magic was like for about six months, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, longer than that. Volcanic Fallout and other answer cards did nothing, and I'm doing that thing <laughs> with my fingers. Um, you don't want now, to do thing with his fingers. <laughs> now it's still gonna be a fairy because it's everything, but it's gonna be more relevant that it's a sliver. Oh wow! In this oh, context, wow. yeah, it's a yeah. sliver. That didn't even occur to there, me. I've heard some much better players than me. No, I don't believe you. No, it didn't. Like I was completely not even thinking about that. Mm. Aha. Well, I, I've heard some, I've heard some much better players than me, um, discussing whether or not Slivers is an archetype for standard with some of the ones that they've put here. Uh, it's worth trying. We'll, we'll get, we'll get to that. Standard. We'll find out whether or not it works after we've <laughs> actually built it. Yeah. So. And there's one more. There's one more. Callie. <laughs> Mow. She does destroy non-basic lands, yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the encroaching wastes, it's an uncommon. You can either tap it for one colorless or pay four, tap it, and sacrifice it to destroy target non-basic land. It puts the waste in encroaching wastes. Yeah. This is really bad. I mean. I don't know if it's bad. Like, it's we're, not, it's, we're it's, used it's, to it's, cheap. It's, it's, it's usable. I mean, I would have much preferred just tectonic edge again, but. They really you know, have Whatever. They, 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 they can't all be winners. That they've really scaled back on the LD. There's not even basic LD in the core set anymore. There is no craterize in this core set. Maybe it's because all the core set duels are rotating out. <laughs> That's what they've been busy. The like the actual cards have been used to take the other cards out of the format. No, but, well, yeah, but but also um, also because you know without those, then there are much fewer multi lands that you have available to you to put in your deck. So being able to destroy lands. <laughs> More powerful in terms of screwing over your opponent. Uh-huh. They've got that one forest, and you just nicked it, and they can't draw another one. That's kind of rough. It's funny because we have Mutavolt now, so there's less ways to kill Mutavolt. Well, except for the fact that it turns into a creature. So never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do we want to 
finish talking about the slivers next. Uh, it seems like yeah, doing everything sure. in cycles is pretty good. Have we? They have not released any new white, green, or red ones that we did not already see. Correct. Oh, no, I don't know. I think that's. I don't believe so. We've no. got double strike, <clears throat> vigilance. Do 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 do. Sarah Angel. That's different though. Hey, Sarah Angel's back. Yeah. Uh, no plus one. Nothing. No new ones in green. Not seeing anything. In and nothing in red. That um. There you go. Just, the mana web sliver is even more important to the deck with the lack of fixing. Hmm. I like the way it's lack of fixing, even though we still have, you know, Ravnica. Well, in limited. Oh, in limited is yeah, very important. Within the set. I mean, uh, Darksteel Ingot and Verdant Haven do a lot. Darksteel. I did those. forget about Darksteel Ingot. Ingot, Ingot. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got one in blue. Sliver, that is. Yeah, yep. one. Wow, I didn't really. Holy crap. Yeah, I, I at first I was like, why on earth is this blue? This is just a bad. Oh my god! Wait, what? Mm-hmm. We might be talking about two different ones. The there's blue only one in blue. Yeah, oh, there's okay. only one in blue. Why, yeah, why I was. It, okay, so it's I, called the Gale Rider Sliver, and it gives your Sliver creatures flying, which is what the blue Sliver uh, did back in the day. Yeah. What? What? Maybe I misspoke. When I stared at it, I was trying to figure out why it was rare. Oh, Did I say why it was blue? Yeah, you said oh, why it was that, blue, and I was like, what, "That is what blue does." Sorry, no, but, I was trying to figure out why it was rare, and I'm like, "I don't understand." This is a wing sliver. This is a wing sliver. This is a wing sliver oh, costs one. It costs blue. one. <laughs> yeah, this thing costs a blue. For I mean, and it even, gives all your slivers evasion. Yeah, what was that, Mike? I mean, even wing sliver nowadays wouldn't be common. Because all your slivers what? get flying is completely unfair, and so that's why it has to be. And well, so that's and, why they made it rare. But even wing wing sliver even is is even more fair because all right, my slivers have flying. Okay, you I'm, can I'm, block, I'm, I'm just counting. But, I'm just counting that part of it. But you're well. I mean, even in theory, just I realize that's a corner case. But one of the differences, obviously, between this one and wing sliver is. This one only affects yours. Wing sliver affects all of them. So if you're in the corner, in the corner cases where you've got a sliver on sliver matchup, the wing sliver actually doesn't matter as much because it just says these all have flying and yours have flying too. So yeah, I have another sliver now. That's what it means. Whereas this says all my slivers have flying. Neener, 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 neener. Turn one Gale Rider sliver, turn two whatever the new muscle sliver is. Predatory. Yeah. It sounds pretty simple, but that's, I mean, and, and that's not even that ridiculous of an opening, but you start beating in the air. And I don't think you have to worry about that quite as much since it's the only blue sliver, because you only want so many islands in your sliver deck. I see him more as something that's going to come down later than all of a sudden in one turn. Blam! Well, you... You may not want a five-color sliver deck, so you may just go blue. <laughs> if you have a sliver deck and you get a Gale Rider sliver, you're going to try to get him. Well, obviously, yeah. I'm just saying you might not get it on turn one unless you're seriously pumping up your blue for a lot of non-sliver effects. I was talking about constructed. Oh, Maybe well, that's, that's just silly. I mean, you know, they've got Cavern of Souls. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Turn one, Cavern of Souls naming, naming sliver. Neener, neener, neener. You're set for life. So there's the black one too, which is also rare. I don't know what the name is, so I'm scrolling. Siphon, Siphon? like Siphon Soul. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what that could mean. Siphon Sliver. Tuna Black. Rare. 2-2 Creature Sliver. Slivers you control have lifelink. Ho-ho. Essence Sliver costs four. Four? Four. Four. And two and was white. No. And was... No, no, it's it's three and a white. What am I thinking of? Is it a three-three, though? It's a three-three. Yes. Essence Sliver was probably... I mean, every sliver felt like the most annoying sliver at the time. Quicken sliver, you're like, ah. Um, every sliver felt like the most annoying one, but essence sliver was the one that said, okay, you might be losing two, you're never losing this game. Ever. Yeah. And, and siphon sliver says the same thing. Yeah, expect this guy to play into the strategies that reward you for gaining life, because... By himself, he's a 2-2 with lifelink, and that's a pretty, for that's three, not, which is pretty reasonable, even if you yeah. have no other slivers. But, that's more not, importantly, yeah. his flavor text terrifies me. Because when the hive <laughs> must feed, every appendage becomes an additional mouth. <laughs> yeah, you didn't notice that his hand was, you know, a gonna mouth. eat something. A big, giant, fanged mouth, yeah. It's like an alien-type mouth, where there might be another mouth inside. And every finger is a tongue. Aww. So this really is Aliens versus Predator. Except <laughs> they're all on the same team. We're screwed. It's the Pred-Alien from the second movie that no one saw because, you know... Good reason. Because stupid. So, but there weren't any more in the other colors, so they'd shown them all except for the blue one and the black one. Yeah. Right. right. Lame. <laughs> Here's a tip if you're going to the pre-release. If you have, like, six or seven slivers that are more or less in the same colors... You should probably just run all the ones you have. Because they're decent stats on their own. And if you get any, I'd say if you get any two out, as long as they're not redundant, like two first strike slivers, you're doing pretty well. They're just gonna be better than most of the other stuff you can play. Unless the other stuff you can play is ridiculous. Yeah. Sarah Angel. Yeah. Alright, um, do we wanna go in any sort of order through the rest of these? Or do we just want to... Oh, hey, Demolish is here. Never mind, we can blow up lands again. Never mind. I didn't see Craterize. Demolish is actually better than Craterize. Demolish for three and a red. Sorcery, destroy target, artifact, or land. So... Coming for you, Encroaching Wastes. Coming for you. Coming for you! (laughs) Um, But so... What do we want to talk about next? Do you just want to name... Hey, look, there's this card. Or, hey, look, there's no... Whatever. Some of these reprints trip me out. Like, I just accidentally hit, uh, ink, so I ended up down in, uh, artifacts. And this is crazy, dude. A quarter shield? Really? Like, some um, of the original equipments are coming back. Well, a quarter shield wasn't original. It was actually from Scars of Mirrodin. Wait, a quarter shield? Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. It well, was a zero-cost thing because they needed Metalcraft to have But there's Darksteel Forge. Oh, there's Darksteel at, Forge. At Mythic this time. Which feels... Weird. Which makes sense. I guess. It just I, feels... Mm. I, they have some... It's, it's, this, this is one of the mythics who's a mythic because the effect is extremely powerful and sweeping, but only in a very specific niche kind of deck. Well, that makes That's sense. That's true. They ha- and they are also pushing indestructible a little bit, probably because of the rules change. So you, you actually see a little higher density of it here. You have Darksteel Forge, you have Darksteel Ingot, you have um, the, uh, indestructib- the indestructibility, the, the aura. Mm-hmm. So you have. The, I, I think they wanted to get the message across, and they wanted to 
show newer players and, and more experienced players, but especially newer players, hey, this is how this works. And so now they can have reminder text for it. Oh, God, it's happened. What? No. Scars what? of Mirrodin and Mirrodin have joined in my brain. It was going to happen eventually. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, so uh, what else? There. Okay. By the way, Hillstone. if you've never, if you've never played with Dark Steel Ingot, you love Dark Steel Ingot. Dark Steel Ingot is your friend. Yes. Especially it, now that you don't have land. It, it may or may not look look all that great, but trust me, it is worth it all the time. It's uncommon. Wasn't it printed as a common in Dark mm-hmm. Steel? Yeah. Yeah. But the way did they know about anything back then? And Airstreaker set, and everything was colorless anyway, so it wasn't oh, as useful. Yeah. I miss I miss that they put Fire Shrieker in here. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. caused me to say this was the Fire wow. Shrieker. This was from uh, the original Mirrodin, not mm-hmm. even from Dark Steel or, or Fifth Dawn, from Mirrodin. Oh my God, Fire Shrieker for three equipment, uh, uncommon, which is about right. Equipped creature has double strike, equipped for two. Wasn't uh, that the first time that Double Strike showed up was in the, the original no. Mirrodin block? No, it showed up in Legions. Yeah, okay. it was an Onslaught block first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was on those two guys in Legion. The, the red guys. Yeah. The Raptor and the Shard guy. And then it was on the Dragon Tyrant just to go, hey, look, we can make a really kick-ass one, too. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time that those guys, anyone besides those guys had Double Strike, if I remember correctly. Right. And we all lost our minds back then. We're like, holy crap. And anything. Yeah, you know how we go through like with the, the, the Strynic Resonator or, you know, just anything that has repeatable effect. Like the, the not Isochron Scepter dude. We're like, dude, what if you put a? Yeah, we did that with Fire Shrieker like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sticking to the reprints, Millstone at Uncommon. At Uncommon. Which Finally. Is it, it, I know, right? Did, did not need to be rare. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I I own enough that it looks like it used to be uncommon. <laughs> I mean, it's great that it's repeatable, but the chances that you're gonna get there with a millstone are so it's so hard. Yeah. Uh, there's ratchet bomb, which we've talked about. Rod ruin. ruin. Just terrible. It's great yeah. in limited. It's terrible in other things. Everywhere else. Trading, Trading post. I knew that's what the goat token meant. Goat, goat. I was yep. seriously holding out for um. The land made goat, goat tokens, but spring no. spring jack pasture, spring jack pasture. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's <coughs> that's some, some of these reprints artifacts. just trip me out. Yeah, uh, the haunted plate mail is not a reprint, but it's in artifacts. It is so amazing, I like it. It's yeah, really cool. This this is a card that's going to be played forever, really. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating it. Why don't you tell? No, you're really not. It's actually good. Yeah, haunted plate mail costs four for an equipment, and it equips for four, and the equipped creature gets plus four, plus four, but that's not the important part. This is rare, by the way. It has another ability, uh, zero. Until end of turn, Haunted Plate Mail becomes a 4-4 spirit artifact creature that's no longer an equipment. Activate this ability only if you control no creatures. So for free, he wakes up for free. Yep. Mm-hmm. And with a Dark Steel Forge out... He's not going anywhere. <laughs> that is and, correct. And Dark shoots straight to the best case scenario, but <laughs> no, this is great. I love how you can just stick it on a guy and make it huge. Because uh, equip of four is expensive, but plus four plus four is huge. And then if they ever wipe the board, you're like, okay. The only downside I can see is if you've got two of them, you can't hit for eight. 
But yeah, you can equip the yeah, one to the other can. one. Yeah, you totally can. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't say it doesn't resolve if you control other creatures. You just say you can't activate it. So you just respond. Oh, yeah, other. you can respond to yourself, and you can swing for oh, anything. You go. They can be upset. Show, show your rules mastery and, and start hitting your... Wow, I like this card even more now. Yes. This is this is seriously good. This is very, very good. So yeah, you guys and remember- it dodges all sorts of sorcery... Um, all, all sorts of sorcery speed removal. And it can block! Oh my god, it can block, because you don't have to activate it during your turn. Mm-hmm. You guys remember how Batter Skull was like the go-to in all of the um, control decks back in the day? Yeah. Yep! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this yeah, isn't Batter Skull good. good, but it's still really good. Yeah, this well, Batter Skull was way too good, so right, that, right, this, right. this is almost Batter, they, they said we we wanted on purpose to make a really good living weapon. And we did. They succeeded exactly <laughs> once. <laughs> We're gonna ignore that whole thing with infect because that was messed up. Well, no, the um the black one that was a night the nightmare lash type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good too, especially yeah. in infect decks. But this, right, but, that's why we're ignoring it because that was miserable. <laughs> but um, but batter skull is the reason why they they banned um. Stone they banned Stoneforge Mystic after months of miserable. I don't care what Mike Flores says because he loves Cobblade. If you read any of his articles, yeah, he does. He he loved it and he he complained that it was banned because he thought it was very skill intensive. It was what? miserable <laughs> to play against. They endured that for the longest time. They kept saying, "Don't worry, hate is coming, hate is coming." And eventually, when they got to Batterskull, they're like, "You know what? Did yeah, we can't see? do this." That experiment where back in the day someone actually trained a monkey to play Callblade and it won 75% of its matches? I didn't hear about that. Well, it's because I just made it up. But can't you see that? (laughs) (laughs) For the mirror match, maybe it wouldn't have won. But against anything else, then it was... I mean, only at the the highest levels is it skill-intensive. It just means that some dude still can't beat a pro. But if a pro's not involved, some dude is going to win. It's a but, little yeah. harder to play than Affinity, which tells you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing with that deck was that it was something that was fairly consistent, and in a mirror match, the better player will win most of the time, but which is all. what they think makes for a good game of Magic. Um, yeah, the, th- the rest of us, however, are like, uh, we want to have a chance that so we're going to stop going to your tournaments, so they banned it. Yeah, and, and and when Bill uses the word consistent talking about that, it's not just the normal kind of consistency that you or I strive for when we're playing. It means like the combination of Stoneforge Mystic and Chase the Mind Sculptor meant that your first eight or nine cards were almost exactly the same every single time, you know, mm-hmm. along with Ponder and Preordain screwing up the works as well. It wouldn't have been as oppressive if we hadn't had sort of Feast and Famine, which said, I can put this on my guy, and now... I'm never effectively tapping out. I'm I'm untapping all the time. So and the and the fact that we had Squadron Hawk was like the perfect storm. It was the best. They Wizards practically through these. Granted, it wasn't all in one set, but through these sets, made the perfect deck. And they're like, you want to put all these cards together and trust us is good eats. But okay. that anyway, we've just spent so a lot of time. Something someone cares about. We've just spent a lot of time talking about a deck that is no longer legal in any format. So, uh, Lay of the Land is kind of cool and has a place in my heart because it was a common in Apocalypse and was one of the first cards I ever opened in a booster. And had a picture of a Minotaur on it. This one doesn't. That makes it uh, awesome. 
lay of the land for a single green sorcery. Search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Uh, like I said, there is no rampant growth in 2014. There Not is no, <laughs> there's no cultivate. There's no primeval titan. You know, this is what you got. So. Into the wilds, but. There's into the wilds. But that's. But that doesn't search it out. That. Yeah. Says, you gotta you're get gonna get it. Yeah. So, this is your best shot at actually manipulation. Actual getting land manipulation. Wow, that's kind of weird for green. It just shows that they're, uh, they like to tinker with, you know, what is predominant, especially in standard, and they say, sometimes they make these shifts. And keep in mind, for the next couple months, uh, M13 is still gonna be illegal, so you're still gonna have Farseek. But what's important is, unless it's in Theros, when Theros comes in, no more Farseek. It's gonna be interesting to see if they print anything else that interacts with lands that have the basic land types. I.e. Shocklands. Hey look, Briar Pack Alpha. I remember that guy. Sort of. He's a wolfie. He's a wolfie. He's like your witch thing. Yep. Lots of wolves. They block really well too. They block really well. And it's a, for three in a green, it's a 3-3 wolf. It's uncommon. It's got flash so you can play it literally anytime as a surprise blocker. And when it enters the battlefield, target creature gets plus two plus two until the turn. So it can be a 5-5 that turn or you can give something else. It's all, it's perfect for setting up bad blocks for the opponent or for getting in the last, you know, extra point of damage. It's a very good combat trick that leaves a guy. Almost too bad it's not a beast, though, with some of this other stuff. Hey, look, they printed Lanowar Elves, but as a singular... I was just about to say that, Brian. It's not Lanowar Elves. It's it's a it's Lanowar Elves, except that it's a druid in addition to its ability, and it's called Elvish Mystic. Lanowar Elves was a... I think Lanowar Elves is an elf warrior druid. Yeah, it's a warrior. (laughs) Weird. So this is the pacifist version, unless you attack it. Uh, Lanor Elves is an elf druid. At least it was an M12. Okay. For some reason I thought it also got the warrior type. I keep remembering it holding a sword, so maybe that's what it is. It is holding a sword. It's just very aggressively nurturing the land. It's like, I'm gonna, you know, cultivate the land with this pointy thing. (laughs) Man, this takes a long time. So yeah, for a very short time, there will be what, 16 one drops capable of tapping for mana? Pretty much. In your deck. So, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they did this rather than just reprint Lanowar Elves? Because of the, because the Lanowar Elves does not agree with any of the modern day naming conventions that are used for cards. Unless a creature card is specifically concepted to be a crowd of dudes in, in, in more ways than just the, the name and art description, it's never gonna be plural. Lanowar Elves doesn't jive with the way cards are designed right now. Hmm. That's what I thought as well. They don't really have a problem naming places, but... See, yeah. I was thinking, maybe, because they've had that convention for a while, and they've still reprinted uh, Lanowar Elves at least a couple times. Because it's Lanowar Elves. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it was because of what the card was. Yeah, and like it was in 9th, 10th, M10, M11, M12. So yeah. I, I was thinking maybe they chose now... Because they want to have another elf for, oh, I don't know, let's say modern. Maybe. Maybe. Because maybe. Fendhorned Elves isn't in modern. Maybe. Exactly. 
Popper can now run all mana elves. <laughs> all the time. Hell yeah. Tap what? And t- turn one? Guess what I'm playing. Yeah. And also, and also like, uh, the, the place name, Lanamore, it's a weird word that doesn't really mean anything, um, anymore. Like also, you'll see in other cards where they name a place, like War Priest of Thune, he's not special because he's from Thune, he's special because he is a war priest. That's where he gets all his flavor and mechanics and everything. Also, I'm not entirely sure, but Freilis may have blown up Lanoir. Or maybe it was Sky Shroud, I can't remember. One of those four went boom. Yeah, I'm, I, I wasn't sure of it, which is why I didn't say it, but I'm pretty sure that Lanoir is one of the places that doesn't exist anymore because it got completely destroyed. And that's just sad. And you know why she destroyed it? Slivers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> and that's why Lanamore Elves is no longer here because slivers. <laughs> oh look, there's slivers. So there's the evolved version slivers. While we're at Elvish Mystic, in the picture next to it for enlarge, is that the cat from Diminish, just the other way around? Oh, dude, it might very great. well be. <laughs> uh, looking it up, because that'd be pretty awesome if it's just the same cat. Just it got used to being bigger than the little diminished dragon or whatever, and. So now it's like, I am the giant destroyer of all. I will attack Whoville. <laughs> we, uh, we talked about that last time because I made a ceiling cat reference. Yeah. Dude, I, I, no, I can't tell if it has the same markings on it or not. It's like it, a different artist, but. It looks like it might have the same markings on it though. Who's so, the artist for Diminish? Uh, Eric Deschamps. Okay, this is Michael Comart. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, tell you what, we'll just say it is, whether it is or not, because that's too awesome. Yeah, for the sake of continuity. Yeah. <laughs> is this canon or not? Is this canon? It is now. Yeah. Yeah. It's canonical, man. It just looks like he's attacking Whoville. That's just great. And it does, actually. <laughs> uh, hey, I look, like giant spider. Back to the vengeance. <laughs> Almost had a perfect record. Darn you, Mark Rosewater. So, wait, there's nothing left now, right, that's been in all no, of them? No, that's correct. Because the they're, last time they shot both of them down. Well, no, yep. the last time Spider actually survived and Giant Growth was not, and that was an M12, and Spider was like, woo! Then he was out in M13, and they're oh. like, aw. So they don't have to run that corset Survivor anymore. Yeah, that kind of got old. They can start it over now. I hate you. <laughs> How would that start over? Just, I, never mind, I don't even want to think Yeah, about let's not that. even, no. I'm going to turn to Tenacious D. It's Jack Black. Tenacious D. Tenacious D. It's Tenacious Dead. Oh. It costs a black. I guess that's in black then. Okay, hang on. Yeah, it costs yeah. a black. And it's, uh, for one black, it's a 1 1 skeleton warrior. It's uncommon. It's a dread skeleton, except in certain situations it's better and in certain situations it's worse. When it dies, you may pay one and a black. If you do, return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. Now here's how it could be better. Let's say you've got a dread skeleton's. They attack. You block. You put regeneration on the stack, and they go, in response, I burn your guy. And you're like, aw. That's not going to happen with this guy. You're going to block, and they're going to go, huh, and it's going to die, and you're going to pay one in black, and it'll come back. And then if they still want to burn it, you know, okay. And then he says, I burn your guy. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure where you were going with that one. Yeah, well, I, the nice thing is, at least, again, you're not going to pay the mana until it's already gone. That, I think, I, I like. What What's a little... It doesn't work as well with auras, because you're going to lose the auras you put on it. So, eh. 
it does come down for it does come down for one though. Yeah, the the benefit is being able to live through minus n minus n and to and and to live through being sacrificed. See, I knew Mike was gonna be smarter about this than me. I should have just let him talk about it. (laughs) So, Mike, what do you think about um 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 um, some other card? Some other card. I can't find anything. I don't know. We skipped around so much. I don't even know what the heck's going on anymore. What do you think about? I don't even know what podcast. What do you think about liturgy? (laughs) Tell me what you guys think about liturgy of blood. Liturgy of Blood. What color? <laughs> I was about to say, did you seriously just say liturgy? Whatever, it's black. It's black. <laughs> That's in the L's. Um, I think it's okay. I, I don't know. That's. I mean, okay is as far as I want to go. I think uh, okay is right. Yeah. It's for, a point. For, for two black and three, um, <laughs> destroy target creature. Add three black to your mana pool. It's a point and click that doesn't care if the creature is black or not. Yeah. Because you know that's we have Doomblade back. Mana removal does now. Hey, look, Doomblade's back. Now that's hey, who you're going to be killing things with. But this, you know, this you can kill anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, murder came out, and now Doomblade and uh, Liturgy of Blood are covering. And a lot of times, I can see maybe you hold on to Liturgy, just thinking, okay, what else am I going to play after it? When a lot of times it's mm-hmm. just correct to just kill something, yeah, and especially. Doomblade is uncommon. That's an interesting choice. Huh. Really? Mm-hmm. Black is never going to get that spell. I, I actually don't mind that because since they've printed it a couple times now, I don't really need a whole lot of Doomblades. And then, so from a limited perspective, it's such a good card. Yeah. Not necessarily. So it kind of, for me, it kind of works both ways because I don't need more. And then in limited, you don't necessarily want it to show up as much. Maybe you do if you're the black player, but... As a whole, you don't want them all over the place. So it's kind of interesting because the argument that was made for printing a lot of the cards in M13, like Murder instead of Doomblade, was that they wanted the black decks and draft to actually get the spells. And so in that set, it was like, well, it's double black. You're not really going to splash for that. And this set, splashing looks really hard. So they're like, why not Doomblade? Huh. That's a good. That's a good observation. Yeah. More importantly, though. Liturgy of Blood is a sorcery, and someone will try to play this on you as an instant because they're used to killing it right now. And and you need to tell them no before you put the creature in your graveyard. And I oh okay, I completely agree with Bill because I was like, look, it's a oh it's a sorcery, but you know to get the most effective out of it and to make it a clean design because they still think of this as a teachable uh, as a teaching mechanism. Um, it makes a little more sense to, for it to be a sorcery because then there's more things you can spend that black mana on. If it's an instant and you're playing it at instant speed, you can only use it to play other instants or to activate abilities. But as a sorcery, you can then turn around and play a creature, planeswalker, oh, yeah. whatever. So, they probably I don't like, want to disappoint some person who's new to the game and does it in the middle of combat and then doesn't get their mana for anything they want to do. There, so. there, there is a lot of, and you know, they have, I, the more I look at cards in the set, the more a sense of new world order and all upside, which I've talked about and I've, that's one of their goals, so that's one of their goals, but, um, th- that sort of thing, that comes across in the set for me. Uh, like the Fiend Hunter guy that's not Fiend Hunter, um, it is... It starts with a B, I think, doesn't it? Banisher Priest. Yeah. Banisher Priest. Yeah. For one and two white, a human cleric, it's uncommon, it's a 2-2, two, two, 
And when it enters the battlefield, exile target creature and opponent controls until Banisher Priest leaves the battlefield. Um, couple notes. It costs the same as a Fiend Hunter. It's a 2-2 instead of a 1-3, so it's still basically got the same stats, just moved around a little bit. It can only target a creature and opponent controls, and it doesn't set up a delayed trigger, does it, Mike? Is, how does this work? No, you can't cheat with this. The, the, the thing is, this wording isn't supported by the rules right now, but you know we know how it's supposed to work because of what <laughs> other rules say. But this specifically isn't really covered by what we have. So... But what I find actually kind of funny about this is it, and again, this is the direction that a lot of this is ha- heading, especially in core sets, is they're kind of letting you, they, they want it to be as intuitive as possible. So instead of letting you exile your own guy, because why would you want to do that? You exile one of theirs. What I find kind of funny about it is that there was this combo deck that still shows up a little bit, but was actually showing up quite a bit more a couple months ago that was built around um, the angel that would return all humans to the battlefield mm-hmm. and some sort of life gain mechanism and fiend hunter and the, you would oh yeah yeah the and, angel or, or, thing yeah and of course you've all you've got variations on that like with uh, undercity informer and um, the burning tree shaman and things like that to get infinite mana or mill them out etc etc and those decks would not work. If you had Banisher Priest instead of Fiend Hunter. What? Because Wait a Fiend, with Fiend Hunter, you, when the, when the Fiend Hunter comes in, you exile your angel and then you sack the Fiend Hunter to something to then get the angel back to get the Fiend Hunter back. You don't get to set up a loop because it can't target your own creatures. Oh, I thought you were talking about something completely different. I'm sorry. The, the whole thing just runs on a loop on the idea that you're having the angel come in and out and then the process. Yeah, I know. I, I understand that part, yeah. but I thought Brian was talking to a completely different point. No. Yes. So because this does not let you target your own, you miss the corner cases where it's a good thing to do so. But most of the time in limited and, you know, again, as a teaching tool, you're going to want to exile their creatures so you can, so you don't have it attacking you and so you can mm-hmm. kill them. When was the last time Blessing was printed? It's been a while. Fourth edition, maybe, but I'm not convinced. I'm looking it up. It's fourth edition. All right, I'm not looking it up anymore. Yeah, screw I that. clicked on it. <laughs> <coughs> but no, I, th- I think Brian missed the most important part about Banisher Priest's ability in, in regards to um, the comparison to Fiend Hunter. And I think that's what I was accidentally reading into what you were saying because I thought that was much more important to talk about than the you can't target target stuff you control. Oh, really? But it takes away the but because it doesn't have those two separate triggered abilities like Fiend Hunter does, it takes away the opportunity to set up a permanent exile by flicking it, like with a Dead Eye Navigator or a Restoration Angel, by by flicking it in a a special way. What I always call the old um, faceless butcher trick. Yeah. yeah, the yeah the faceless butcher yeah. trick, and later at one point the oblivion ring trick, yeah. um, and nowadays the fiend hunter trick. Um, Since you know oblivion ring is also not in this core set, right? True. But I'm uh, just gonna keep pointing things like that out. But yeah, I, I get you. But yeah, and and especially when you were talking about teaching tools and being more intuitive to new players, the the fiend hunter faceless <laughs> butcher trick is one of those you know damage on the stack things that sounds a lot like cheating. 
uh, at first and still doesn't sound completely legit when someone explains it to you the first time. Um, and, and I think that's why they, they broke away from it in, in the, this templating for Banisher Priest and then Colossal Whale, the first card we saw it on. Yeah, I recently had a feel bad moment with that where I was at the PTQ and in the third round I was playing against someone that was his first tournament. He was 2-0. You know, we were playing off against each other and it was great. And at one point in the second round, I did the blink of fiend hunter thing to essentially take out his two big guys. Mm-hmm. He didn't understand, so before we did anything else, I called the judge over so that I didn't somehow screw up describing it. And when the judge <laughs> uh-huh. explained it to him, he was like, huh, okay, and then he just scooped. Nope. And it was like, I mean, I didn't have the kill on the board yet, but it, it was one of those things where he realized that things were going on that were well beyond what he was understanding. And it was just, like, he didn't look disheartened or anything, it was just... It was very intimidating to him that someone could do something like that that he would have never seen in a million years. And yeah, like I don't want to make that happen to people, and I'm going to do it as long as my cards do it. But I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of things you don't necessarily want to do, I saw that this card was reprinted, and as a multiplayer player, my jaw dropped a little bit. I don't think it's ever been banned, um, and it shouldn't be. But <laughs> it's been you, cursed at plenty of times. When you hear this card, and you, if you've ever played multiplayer, if you've never played with this card, you don't, you just don't know. You just this this don't is a card. Know. This is a card that I stopped playing with because of how powerful it was. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Dirk, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Island. No, it's called Congregate. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, now that you mention it, yes, I do. With the original art and everything. That is easily the worst. Uh, it's just two life for every creature on the battlefield. Sounds innocuous. I mean, you, you got like, what, maybe you have two and they have two. All right, that's eight. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot, but you're paying four. It's just a, it's just a life gain card. Well, in multiplayer, you're getting like 40. So. That's just the power of an angelic panty shot, dude. That's how it works. That is how it works. He's not wrong. And that worries me, that he's not wrong. I really should be, though. But uh, I've named a lot of cards. Does anybody else want to name a couple cards? So, real quick. Something that they like to do in core sets, uh, I've noticed after the fact, is they like to give a little bitty hint of what's coming up. And usually it's just a couple cards. And then later we're like, hey, look, that's in the core set. I'll be damned. It's like they knew what was coming. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my shot here. There are four cards in this set that care about enchantments. Is it only four? It felt like a lot more. It felt, felt like, like it a lot, kept... well, okay, Jeez. I did the because, search for the word. Because usually it's either zero or one. That's why it feels like a lot. Right. True. So, Ajani's Chosen, which we've talked about, when, uh, <laughs> an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, you get a 2-2 cat. And you can attach an aura, that aura to it if it's an aura, whatever. Uh, there's Mancer, which is a reprint, which uh, is a 2-2 for 2 and a white that gets uh, an enchantment card from Graveyard to hand when she hits play. That's cool. Then there's two new ones. There's Blightcaster, 2-3, uncommon for 3 and a black, wizard, human. Uh, when you cast an enchantment spell, you can give target creature minus 2, minus 2 until end of turn. That's pretty awesome. And then... Ooh. Yeah, just throwing around. What's minus 2, minus Disfigure? Just throwing around Disfigures. And then there's my vote for, like, worst name in the set, or most perverted name in the set, Oath of the Ancient Wood. Yeah. 
I didn't even really think about that until See, you said it. And that's what I'm here for. It's 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 for when Grandpa takes Viagra and he has to promise. He has to promise not to take it if he has he's taking nitrates for chest pain. But anyway, uh, <laughs> oath of the ancient wood to an degree. See a doctor if you have an oath that lasts for more than. <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually doesn't really happen. They just put that in the commercial to make you think it can happen, so you're like, hey. <laughs> What's anyway, up, anyway, Oath of the Ancient Wood for 200 <laughs> green, rare enchantment. It says, when it or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, you may put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. So we're we're getting cats, we're throwing out disfigures, and we're getting plus one, plus one counters. And then we can get enchantments back to hand. I'm gonna say that there's going to be some enchantmenting going on in Theros. Yeah, and but it just also seems like there's a lot of enchantments in this set. Yeah, there are. I mean, there's definitely a lot of support for it, including stuff we hadn't seen in a while. Like Brian already pointed out, blessing. Blessing. What um, the hell? Quag sickness is back in this set. Uh, Domestication is in the set. As a rare. Well, it was always a rare. Was it? I thought it was an uncommon. It was um, an uncommon. Yeah. Domestic. You know, if, if you're in Gather, you can just click on it, you know. Yeah, you can just click on the picture. Oh, it wasn't uncommon. Yeah. Why was it? Okay, sorry. <coughs> um, I guess, I, I'm th- I guess I'm thinking of um, something that was, what, one and two blue from Guild Pack or something. Anyway. Well, yeah, that thing. Whatever that was. I like the, uh, the support cards for ours. The, these things are in different colors, so it encourages for sealed play, hey, you know, if you want to run a white-black enchantment deck, because that black, blight, whatever guy is pretty strong. Yeah, Blightcaster's pretty badass. Yeah, and he's next to an interesting aura, too. I don't think I've seen an enchant equipment. That and the art is pretty so cool. And the flavor is great. Yeah, yeah, read that. Artificer's Hex is a black. It's an uncommon enchantment aura, but in the actual text box it goes enchant equipment, which is already weird, but it has, at the beginning of your upkeep, if enchanted equipment is attached to a creature, destroy that creature. Think about that. Black just found a way to kill an artifact. <laughs> destroy but only that if you pick it up. It's cursing it the artifact. This is a it cursed does. sword. It doesn't destroy the artifact. It destroys whatever creature picks it well, up. Well, no, yeah. Like, it's not actually destroying the art, but that's how it's getting around it. It's doing what black can do by killing things. Yeah, it makes that, that equipment might as well be dead unless they're willing to sack their dude. Yeah. Which, you know, if it's going to mean that you win, then you're just going to pick it up and win. Right. But it basically means, you know, you put that on that creature, especially if it's on one creature and they can't move it, it says, you know, at the beginning of your next upkeep, destroy that creature and they never use that artifact again. But um I like it. Yeah, but even moving it, you can't just drop it back onto the battlefield. You have to pass it to someone else. Right, right. <laughs> you can't just say, oh, I'm not holding this anymore. Just put it down and walk away. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Hey, Squeeze, uh, hold this. <laughs> oh, Squeeze helping. All right. Um, All right. There's an uncommon in this set that when I saw it, I was like, Wow. And, you know, I got that way with a couple of these, like Congregate. But right. this, I was like, wow, this already has a deck to go to. Because I played this deck a little while ago. It's called Gnawing Zombie. Oh, yeah. And for one and a black, it has a converted mana cost of two. And it's a zombie grave crawler. <clears throat> it's a one three. Uh, pay one and a black. It's a one three? Holy crap. Yeah. So pay one and a black. Sacrifice a creature. It doesn't say sacrifice another creature. It says sacrifice a creature. Target player loses one life, and you gain one life. 
Now, obviously, I'm thinking of the Aristocrats deck that is, is especially the Junk Aristocrats deck that's doing pretty well. I tried that at a PTQ with Mike and Bill, what's his face, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I did okay. I certainly didn't make it anywhere near the top eight. Um, Who's Bill? What's his face? You know that guy. That was guy with it, the awesome it? black bat. The, the awesome last name that you don't believe is actually his last name. Oh, so yeah, like this Bill face? right here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That guy. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Who's Bill? What's his face? The one who's making only... people quit with Oblivion Ring tricks. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would only make fun of him if he was actually here to defend himself. Oh, that's okay. true. Uh, yeah. So. And this seems to fit in perfectly well. Now, obviously, Cartel has the uh, Cartel Aristocrat has the advantage because it's a free sacrifice. And one in a black, you can't just drop that all the time. But this does have the advantage of it can sacrifice itself, and it's already got that the the um the blood artist built in. You're sacking a creature. For a blood artist trigger. And then if you have a blood artist on the field, if you have this guy and a blood artist out and a guy that you're going to sacrifice, then you're already making them lose to and gaining to. And these effects add up. Like the difference between having one blood artist out and two and a couple guys is huge. Like they may not want to bonfire you at that point. This guy, again, he doesn't say it all the time. It's only when you activate his ability. So I'm not sure he goes right in, but I, I was like, he costs two. He fits in the deck. It's the same cost as everything else if you're running the, the version of the deck that I was, which was the uh, Immortal Servitude. Oh, my God. It's like they're they're like making a card for that deck. So I just thought that was interesting. I wanted to mention it before I forgot. So when I look at it, I and I don't pay too close attention to the art, I like to think that he's a zombie who's just engaged in dueling banjos. And <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah. Um, who likes Vampire Nighthawk? Yay! Apparently not R&D. Boo! <laughs> Boo them. Child of Night is not the same. No, it's not, and neither is Death Gaze Cockatrice, which for two and two black is a two-two... With flying and death touch. Yeah. It, it costs more. It's, it does less. It, and it has le- it has less toughness and it doesn't have lifelink. <laughs> but it does look at you real good. And Cockatrice is arguably a less relevant creature type than Vampire. <laughs> so they're like, hey, you know Vampire Nighthawk? We think Screw it's too. Guy. We think it's too good. How can we make them understand it's too good? Let's make it worse in every way possible. In their defense, it is too good. <laughs> it's really good, and it's hard to play against. I mean, again, it's an uncommon. It shows up in Jund. That tells you something. But this thing is terrible. <laughs> not. I mean, and you know, in limited, this might actually get there because it's a flying death touch guy. So it says I can block anybody. And kill it. So there's that. But compared to Vampire Nighthawk, it's not as good. Yeah. Hey, Mike, Corrupt is back. Yeah. Mike likes Corrupt. I like Corrupt, too. And Doomsday. Did you guys talk about (laughs) Shrivel yet? I wouldn't. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, it's just one and a black for a sorcery that gives all creatures minus one, minus one till end of turn. But it's one of those effects that, you know, a lot of people play five mana curses to get that effect. And 
situationally, that could be relevant. Mm-hmm. The, history, though, but... the, 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 the curse is oppressive because you know that whatever you play is going to be subject to that forever. But yeah. Shrivel has the upside of, oh, look, you didn't see this coming, and it costs two instead of five. Yeah. Um, that will be interesting if if Theros has enchantment love stuff because the no never mind curses will be gone curses will be gone yeah that's why I said never mind keep going no no let's talk about Mike's assessment a little more since he was wrong (laughs) (laughs) what about what about the necromancer dude the witch of what the Zathrid necromancer you mean the not uh, oh crap the cleric dude no, the Rot Lung Reanimator? Yeah, the not Rot Lung Reanimator? He's pretty awesome. Yeah. It'd be a little better if it wasn't limited to human creatures you control. Well, that's why he's not Rot Lung Reanimator, because. That's true. You know, yeah, I mean, even Rot <laughs> was limited to Cleric. <laughs> human is arguably easier to use, but I mean, you know, you got a Mutavault, right? You're good. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys actually read what this thing does before? No. no. Oh. Okay, well then I will read it. Zathra Necromancer is two and a black for a rare human wizard, 2-2. Two, two. And whenever Zathra Necromancer or another human creature you control dies, put a 2-2 two, two black zombie creature token onto the battlefield tapped. It is tapped. Do not forget the tap. On the plus side, yay zombies. Yay zombies. Yay zombies. Yay. Zombies. Yay zombies. So there are three dragons in this set. Yeah, which is way more than I expected. <laughs> I knew there were going to be a couple of them there. I like the egg. It's a dragon to be. Egg's great. It reminds me of a rock egg, except, you know, it's a dragon. It's a flamethrower. <laughs> well, it turns it into a, what, a furnace whelp? Yep. Yeah. It is a little weird that the dragon egg doesn't hatch into a dragon hatchling, but... I was just thinking that, yeah. <laughs> Like, wait a second. Like, actually four dragons. I like how it's right next to the dragon hatchling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you found another dragon dirt? What's the other one? No, that is a dragon <laughs> egg, dragon hatchling. There's the mythic me? scourge of Vulc- Vulcus and Shivan dragon. The oh. Shivan dragon is back. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there are four. Even on. more than you thought, Chewie. So what is... Yeah, oh, so what is the dragon... It's a vertical cycle from common all the way up to mythic. Oh, it is. So did you guys actually tell people what the dragon egg did? No... Why would we do that? So for a red and two, uh, it's a zero two dragon with defender. That's uncommon. You know, cause eggs usually don't roll around and punch people. Uh, when dragon egg dies, put a two two red dragon creature token with flying on the battlefield, and it has fire breathing. Yay. It doesn't have chump fire breathing either. It actually breathes all the way up. So. Yeah. yeah. You don't just pop it twice and it explodes. <laughs> Meaning the dragon was hatched better than both Dragon Hatchling and a lot of other dragons from the get-go. Yeah. So we don't have... Moving on to the next card, unless anyone else has anything to say about that. Uh, I realize I talk over people a little bit. Did we cover all the dragons before? We did the Scourge. Yeah, everyone knows what Sheevan Dragon is. Yeah, and Dragon Hatchling, no one cares. Okay. Um, So we don't have Blood Moon anymore. And we've got lots of dual lands. Is there anything we want to do to... You know, maybe punish people for playing dual lands. We don't have, uh, mana barbs, at least not in this set. We have burning earth instead. 
and I think I like it, although it does cause a slight burning sensation. In the earth. In the earth. <laughs> you might want to get that checked out. I, no, I was all, just thinking that. I, I think this could be, you know, I think this deserves some attention. Burning earth for three in a red enchantment. Rare. Whenever a player taps a non-basic land for mana, Burning Earth deals one damage to that player. There are some decks that do not run basic lands right now, mm-hmm. including the uh, the um, Aristocrats deck that I was playing a couple weeks ago had exactly zero basic lands. And I was thinking, do I want to include any in case I get um, a Ghost Quartered? And it never mattered because I never got Ghost Quartered. So if you build the right deck, this could be really punishing. If you can play this and get it to stick, what exactly is a blue control deck going to do other than die? Burn horribly. Pump its Aetherling and then die because it wasn't doing all the math it needed to do. Exactly. <laughs> all right, so I can tap, but then I'm going to take, uh, but there's a f- base for, ah! I'm just going to make it unblockable and attack. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> And I like how you can go, all right, and th- this works pretty well. And, of course, you don't want to be playing any more non-basics than you have to, so you might be playing, you know, mono-red, so you might just go burn you, burn you, burn you, play Burning Earth, untap, burn you, win. <laughs> I like it. I think it's got some potential. Mike, what do you think? Uh, I like it, yeah. I mean, non-basics are very, very prevalent right now. Um They'll, uh, it'll be a little less so after M13 finishes rotating out, but they'll still be there, especially with what uh, the guy was saying about the dual ends coming up in Theros to replace the fact that we don't have any in the course at this time around. So yeah, I think they migrated. I think part of the reason they're doing that is so that when people play block, they can actually fix their mana. I think mm. that was a criticism for not this year, but the year before. Because yeah, you just I, had like the off-color... Weird Innistrad lands and it got strange. <laughs> yeah, the off-color weird Innistrad lands, and then the the friendly lands that required mana of, yeah. <laughs> of friendly types. Hmm. Plus, you know, we really need more dual lands for three months. Yeah. Yeah. Burning Earth is pretty neat. I could see it being one of those things that someone just drops in their red commander deck to offset the fact that people have tons of life, and then just sort of sits back and let it take care of itself. Yeah, that'll definitely be one of the places it ends up. Just don't, affect, just don't forget that it affects you too, so you gotta build your mana base correctly. Unfortunately, in the core set itself, for limited, as we've seen, you're not gonna be using it a whole lot, unless they're shimmering grottoing themselves to death. As they should. Cause even, like, if it's not even, it limits it to f- tapping it for mana, so even when you're activating a, uh, a muta vault, unless you're tapping another muta vault to do that, which is, well, kind of ridiculous and limited. Um, <laughs> it it doesn't matter. So, yeah, the shimmering grotto is going to burn you twice, isn't it? Add some mana. Add some mana. Mm. Ouch. And I'm muted. Seems good. Hooray! Hooray for muting me. So, uh, two things that I've noticed in this that I I think. One, not so much. One, I think, is a major deal, not really with this set, because I can't find any pingers, except for the the red sliver that gives them all target, all of that. Mm-hmm. In terms of pinging, where is it? Dismiss into Dream. For six oh, and a yeah. blue, 
It's a rare enchantment. Each creature your opponent controls is an illusion in addition to other types and has, when this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability, sacrifice it. Yeah, it turns all of your guys into the frail illusions, which I just, I laughed and laughed. So unless you're running the Chandra, I mean, if you had, you know, if there were pingers or something that you could somehow get into this with that, that's, you essentially turn their deck, you just clear the, clear the board. Cause in that, they don't, they don't die, they're, they're sacrificed. Right. So that means even your indestructible creatures are removed, can be, you know, removed from the battlefield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you don't even need necessarily pingers. I'm looking at green and I'm like, huh, hunt the weak will still give your guy a plus one plus one counter. Right? Yeah. Or then Well, that- you've got the, the frost. Yeah, uh, frost breath. Frost breath will do. I mean, the, there is a lot of stuff that targets, but the thing is, is like a pinging is a really cheap way of targeting something yeah, that's repeatable. And, and there, you're right. Except for the sliver, there aren't any repeatable pingers in the set. There's the rod, rod of ruin, ruin, but yeah, that doesn't count. But that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, no, but but here it could be, you know, pay three, you're tap it. Anna, man, you're pinging whatever you want. Pay, pay three, tap it, make them sack that creature. Would you pay for that? Yes, I would. <laughs> so, um, and then the other thing was Warren of Evos Isle. We long, long, long ago there were the uh, the Dar. It was Daru Cavalier. I do not remember what the what the zombie one was. Undead War Chief. Undead War Chief. Essentially, it was the War Chiefs were the ones that made it cheaper to play something. And I do not remember if there was a blue one. There was a blue one, um, and he made creatures that shared a type with him cheaper, and you could, and he had the ability to change his own creature type. Yeah, I see him, right? The Mistform. Mistform Warchief. Warchief. Yeah. Which apparently was terrible, because I have never seen that in play. But, Ever. But the Warden. Yeah, I think maybe Devin played it in his weird Illusions deck. That was for a very specific reason. But the, uh, the Warden, the Warden is, a. Uh, I think that's an interesting one that it's, there's a lot of flying stuff out there. <coughs> well, and there's a, there's a like flying matters subset for this, like with the, uh, Sphinx that's like, hey, play lots of flyers, draw lots of cards. Oh, while I was looking at that, um, under it, the Zephyr charge, which is just one blue enchantment common. The thing is that you pay one in a blue and target creature gains flying. Well, that's a pretty funny thing to do with the card Dirk was just talking about a second ago, because now you're targeting all those illusions. <laughs> so yeah. like if you're making the super dorky, janky, one-time blue deck, that could be a lot of fun. Now you can fly, and it floats away. Now you can fly, and it floats away. <laughs> that is actually pretty ridiculously awesome. <laughs> I'm getting an image in my head of a goblin, like, suddenly floating away like a lost balloon. <laughs> Like one of the minions in Despicable Me. Yeah. yeah. Yes. See, I haven't seen Despicable Me, so. Oh, we just ruined the whole movie for you. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting there and you're like, oh, why is so they It's going to be up that? there with, like, Soylent Green for you, man. We're sorry. I heard Soylent Green was great with crabs. Ugh. No, there are no crabs in this deck or in this set. Uh, yeah, there Actually, is. there is. There's an armor There is. <laughs> Where is it? In blue. The armored can 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 cancrix cancrix. Thank you. Am I muted again? Oh, now we can hear you. Oh, okay. We may wish you were muted, but no, you're not. 
Ah. So, so no one would, no one could say canker because we were all practicing. Canker Ikes. It's canker so, nine. Well, you don't want those from things. outer space. Yes. They look like they could do some damage to you. That's that like a big boat? wicked cockroach. <laughs> that boat only had two toughness. Look what happened. <laughs> um. So was it Mike Rosewater that pre? Not Mike Rosewater. Oh my God! I combined them into <laughs> two people. Name? Mike Flores. <laughs> <laughs> the love child. Wow, that's got to be the weirdest voice ever. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Mike Flores that previewed Imposing Sovereign? I think it might have been. I think it was. Because somebody, I, I think in his article he mentioned that Imposing Sovereign shut down um, some of the combos like with... Um, hasty stuff. Hasty thing like with the, um, the Make Lots of Fairies. What's that? What's that fairy? That when it comes in untap something? Pestermite? Pestermite or the the blue one from the one four. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't shut it down at all. But imposing sovereign for a colorless. <laughs> yeah, animal. it only shuts it down if your opponent is kinda dim. Yeah. Well, uh for one and a white. Wait, what how does that not shut it down? Because you um you make them all uh during the end step. And then they just carry over to the next turn, and yeah. they untap, and you win. Oh, oh, okay. You don't do it on your turn. No. Bad idea. That's when you play uh, the enchantment, so that's what I was wondering. I mean, it does slow it down for a turn, because Kiki Jiki will come in tapped, so he can't use it right away. But anyway, Imposing Sovereign for one and a white is a 2-1 human, it's rare, and creatures your opponents control into the battlefield tapped. Wow, it's just a human. Yeah, yeah. You don't see too many jobless humans these days. I guess the economy is hitting magic just like everywhere else. <laughs> uh, or she's a sovereign, so she doesn't really need to do anything. That's probably yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah she doesn't have to work. <laughs> I'm not an advisor. I'm not anything. I'm just here to be me. And she's everybody like, else is like, oh, you're you. I'm so scared. She's like, cake? They can eat that. Um, Bitch. A what? Country joke. Go. <laughs> From her, her art actually was what made me wonder if she's supposed to be, if this card is sort of the lead up into the new set. Because it does sort of have a, a Greek, just, I, and the, the art just struck me as not being, as being like, almost like the, the Kamigawa block where it was very Asian oriental based. Yeah, I thought Kamigawa the first time I saw it. Hmm. Oh well, I'm going to run. Um, but the rest of the- Right now? Oh, okay. Um, but one thing also with that card, I was wondering if I thought it was like sort of a, a shift in terms of the color pie, because really Chelsea. <laughs> oh, um, but how red used to be? Red was the one where when you it, that creatures were tapped when they came into play. Well, actually, um, who's the guy? Who's the legend from Kamigawa? Since we're talking about it. That creatures your opponents control come in tapped. Yeah, I was trying to remember that this whole conversation, and I can't. So, I, I, Red kind of shares that a little bit when you've got, like, Herbrass the Hidden. But that's more of a, well, that that's a, your guys gain haste, and what's the opposite of haste? Uh, so you got, your guys get that. Herbrass is the only Red example I can come up with. Yeah. Well, this card is pretty much following up on Blind Obedience from Gate Crash, which was also one in a white, but it was an enchantment that made artifacts and creatures your opponent's control come in tapped. So it got artifacts, but it wasn't a dude. 
and it did have extort, which was neat. So yeah, I'm not sure which of these you'd rather have. Sometimes you just want a two one because you know it beats for two. Sometimes you want a human because you're doing the human deck too. Yeah. I mean, there there are pros and cons. It just depends on the makeup of your deck. Con. I, I mean, mean, I would I would much rather sacrifice a human. I mean, what? Yeah. It would, uh, related to that, I could tell Flores was kind of stretching to make it sound exciting in the article he wrote about it. Yeah. He does that. Hey, look, right. scavenging ooze. Okay, now that we're done with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've talked about that already. So, how do you guys feel about silence? Uh, exactly. It's a really weird looking art. It's, it's, the, sa- it's the original. So the joke doesn't really work. It, it's the original art. Which is, in fact, weird looking. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a very niche card. I played with it a little bit when I had, um, when I had the, uh... Rune Flare oh, Trap. Thank you. Mike knows the Rune Flare Trap deck to make them go, alright, you're gonna counter this, or I'm gonna just go off and combo right here. Um, and then you're countering my silence, so hopefully I can still go off and win right here. So, it has its places, but it's extremely niche. I think it'll be interesting seeing how many people try to make it work with Elite Arcanist. I mean, you're relying on a fragile 1-1, but it does kind of mess up decks that don't have instant speed removal. Huh. I didn't even think about that. Wow, that's kind of a jerk. Mike, hate him. Hate him for me. Hate him. Uh, I really can't help it. They just kind of set it out there for everyone to see. I mean, mind you, this is your deck relying on a 1-1. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think if you're going to go for something like that, I'm very glad it's fragile. I've but. played decks that have won with less. <laughs> Red now does have Shock back, which is kind of nice. As nice as Pillar of Flame is, it's nice to have that one red instant burn spell. Yeah. Because we, it actually hasn't had one in a little bit. So. Since we're we're bouncing around... Uh, what do what do you guys think of Celestial Flare? I think it's okay. It makes me w- miss Wing Shards a little bit, but I mean, for two mana, it seems pretty good. It is very good. Hmm. It yeah, seems it like almost two mana. That's it's something about. where if if the opponent is holding it up, if it's at all possible to play around it, you should play around it, even if it means you're going to attack with a guy that's suboptimal. Like you might want to consider it. It's gonna feel really bad to walk right into it. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's white, white, instant, common. Target player sacrifices an attacking or blocking creature. And I can't tell, I can't tell if that's like better or worse than other things, but. I mean, it's white removal, so. True. Don't get greedy by holding on to it. Just kill whatever you can. Yeah. Because it's not gonna be one of those things that gets better as the game goes on. <laughs> if you're thinking, well, I can, Kill is 2-2 now, or I can wait for him to play something bigger. You may not be able to play the other thing later. Kill the other thing later. Hey, look, Pay No Heat is back. Weird. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, I, I remember seeing that art. It was from Onslaught Block, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm pretty much tapped out at this point. Really? Well, I, <laughs> I mean, there. okay, I can go through every card, but I don't see anything else that's really jumping out at me. Siege Mastodon. Oh. Yeah, Ooh, Spell Blast. Yep, Spell Blast. I think Spell Blast is a good card. I know other people disagree with me, but I think I'm right. It's just not a great card, which is, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a great card. Compared to the counter magic that we used to have, which was way too good, it was not a good card. But now, compared to the 
counter magic that we have, which is just okay. Now it's it's a good card. Yeah, like it's a it's a fair counter spell because you have to pay what they paid plus one, and nobody likes being fair when it comes to counter spells. Right. <laughs> we, uh, and and I think I think the example in the reminder text uses blue mana symbols, just so we don't have another you know confusing cluster fest over what its color identity is. Oh. <laughs> For commander. <laughs> okay, the one of those that actually caused the problem was rele- like extort was actually relevant. Or so we thought. Like it would, all the others that people kept saying, well, like this, it was a reminder text that was an example, like, like this is, you know, like the, some artifact that had like a couple mana symbols on it. Yeah, I know. But extort was actually a relevant question, depending on how they ruled how yeah, extort it actually, worked. I know, but, but yeah. the, but the people asking the question, I mean, not very many people, okay. <laughs> the root reasoning, behind the actual answer to the extort question is on a level that, you know, the grand majority of players don't understand the rules at. Okay, good point. Yeah. Is that why I kept getting, no, reminder text doesn't count, duh, is because yeah, they thought I was asking the dumb version? Question. Yeah, 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 because they thought you were asking the dumb version of the question. Okay. Well, not, not, not the dumb version of the question. They thought so, you were asking the normal surface yeah. version of the question. The less in, deep instead of, instead of you Instead of asking the real question. Okay. The, un- the underlying question. Gotcha. So the, the dumb version, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's not dumb. Because if you don't know, you don't know. Ask someone. Otherwise, you'll look like an idiot when you do it wrong. <laughs> like we do all the Unlike time. Unlike me, I look like an idiot for asking, even though <laughs> yeah. it was, I was actually asking a very deep rules question. Everyone's like, what? No, look at this artifact. No, damn it. <laughs> oh, well. Let's see. Hey, look, traumatize. Meh. Yay. Mm. Trying to hit cool stuff that we might have missed. Wild Ricochet. Am I the only person that that thinks Alter's Reef is really great, but will never actually play it? Um, I feel that way about every card like Alter's Reap. Okay, good, good. So Alter's Reap, one and a black, instant common, uh, as an additional cost to cast it, sack a creature, and you draw two cards. Yeah, I've actually played it. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it was first printed in what, Innistrad? So it's not old, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, it was there as a morbid enabler that got you cards, but honestly, there are plenty of situations where it's really helpful to have. Yeah, you could do it with the Tenacious D. Yeah. You never yep. know. You might find the pick of Destiny. That's and the terrible. top two cards. Yeah, maybe. It, it is terrible. That's why <laughs> I said it. That that would be Fire Shrieker, by the way. Ah! Pick of Destiny. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like Jack Black. You can go to hell. Oh. It's Give interesting. It time. Give it time. It's interesting to see a Corpse Hauler in the place of any other raised dead. Yeah, I was, yeah, and he, I don't know, he's just weird. He costs so much to activate because he's a 2-1 for 2, so he can be doing oh, other useful things. I didn't notice that he actually had 2 power. For some reason, my brain made him a 1-1. Yeah. Okay, well, that's better. That, that's what I saw the first time I read him 2, but then later I, I read him again. And He'd run that. a 2-1 in black anyway, for 2, <laughs> yeah. so occasionally it's like, oh, well, I drew him late, let's get something better back. So he's a 2-1 for 2, and he also, for 2 and a black and sack him, you can get another creature back from graveyard to hand. So he, that's what he does. And he's, he's good at it. Hauling those corpses. Yeah, would he not be the best name for a Decepticon ever? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that'd be, oh, that'd be um, as hell. This yeah. big black hearse that transforms into a giant robot. <laughs> Golly. Wow. <laughs> Wow, um, I have no comment to that. I got nothing. Yeah, We're, mm. <laughs> let's see. 
I like that Red got Barrage of Expendables. Mm-hmm. That's an enchantment and uncommon for a single Red. And for a Red and sack a creature, you can ping something. Yeah. This is what you get when, you know, a, a designer tries to fix an old, overly powerful card and actually understands what made it too powerful in the first place. What was the, um, I can't remember the name of it. Um, oh, now that you've asked me, I can't tell oh, you. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dang it. Um, buh. <laughs> but bur- no. Buh elemental. Oh, yeah, the buh elemental. It costs a red one. It was from Tempest Block. I mean, come on. Everyone knows what, what it is. No. None of us could just think of the name. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. Anyway. Send us an email. Yeah. <laughs> we're actually too lazy to look it up at this point because yeah, we're so like tired. A, yeah, but that one didn't have any mana in the activation cost. You just stacked your creature. Yeah, it was, just, it was just unfair. Yeah. Let's see. Fog is back. As if there wasn't enough hexproof crap, Glade Cover Scout is back. Yeah. Thanks I was for very that. happy to see that. <laughs> at least it's not still on a ledge walker with all yeah. these arms everywhere. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <Nick. laughs> <laughs> Just giggling. Man, I abused the I abused that one to death. Oh man. I am happy to see Shiv's Embrace though. Yeah, yeah. Shiv's Embrace I've had a lot of fun with. It's a really good aura. That's two red red enchantment aura. Chant creature gets plus two plus two and has flying and fire breathing. That makes pretty much whatever guy you have lying around a win con. Yeah. Here, have a Shivan Dragon. Here, you're a Shivan Dragon. Yay. <laughs> Other cool stuff. Rootwalla is back. I was about to say. Do what? Rootwall's awesome. Not as awesome as the one in Dragon's Torment. Maze that, that flies. But oh, I was going to say. What is the one in Dragon's Maze that flies that's so unfair it's not fair? The, um. The Beetle Form Mage. Beetle Form Mage. Yeah. Beetle Form Mage is awesome. Well, and there's the, um. <laughs> there's the Basking Rootwall, which is just not fair. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Let's see. Windstorm is back. Wait, is back? It's back. Okay. Yeah, I know you've seen that art before. Probably. I don't. I don't look. Oh yeah, M10 was the last time we saw it. Mm-hmm. I guess it was in Garrick versus Liliana, but we won't count that. I think Verdant Haven is a is a nice inclusion into um into the core set, even though it was just printed. I say, wasn't that from uh? Da, 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 da. Rap- 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 gate crash. There. Return. Oh, gate crash. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Same whatever. I had to click on it. But yeah, there's there's lots of I don't know if it's good stuff, but there's lots of interesting stuff that's going to do interesting mm-hmm. things to the various metagames, but most yeah. of that we don't care about here, but it's just... I think this set's pretty interesting because the last core set, M13, had a bunch of really big, flashy, immediately standard playable cards flying around, mostly at the high rarities. I mean, you had your Tusks, and you had your super dragons and you had your angels and all of that and this time around you don't really get all of that to distract you and you're actually paying attention to the set yeah yeah i mean you're not focused on like these are the three cards i want to open it's more like okay well how am i actually going to play this thing so hmm and it i don't know it's not it's it's more subtle is what uh squee over there is saying what's your name again uh, Bill, oh. what's his face? Yeah, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Rosewater. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's... Oh my god, Roseanne! <laughs> um, one thing that I'm, uh, because of all the life gain and everything, Voracious Worm will be an interesting one to, to splash in. Do we not 
not talk about him? No, like not yet. Completely. Yeah, read that, Dirk. That's pretty um, awesome. Voracious worm for one and a green. So, and it's a an uncommon two-two worm. Um, whenever it enters the battlefield, or it enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. Congregate. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> Ta-da. That was the the black one that we mentioned earlier. That's a reprint. Corrupt. Corrupt. Oh God. Just leave that one in a green on the side. You know what it's for. <laughs> I mean, that one in a green is cheap for. For that to for have something five, that potentially is going to be getting, huge. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and even then, I mean, even without all that, he's a bear. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what you could do, this is going to sound really silly, but in Sealed, you could just have a Staff of the Wild Magus out. Play yeah. land, cast him, 4-4 four, four for 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the staves, I think, are a little better than we initially thought. Um, and I say that because in you know while playing duels... You know, I was, I was playing the Liliana deck, and of course there's a bunch of zombie tribal stuff in there, so I went, so I started making a zombie deck and blah, blah, blah. But eventually, something about it just got me frustrated and I <laughs> set up and looked back at the list and I saw the mono black control deck that was in the stuff available for Liliana, um, which includes a third, uh, Staff of the Death Magas that gets unlocked beyond the two that come in the starter. And having those in there, like, ha- be, having two, having two staves, when you're guaranteed at least two life every turn, no matter what you have going on, that makes it a whole lot easier to to stall and slow the game down while you do while you do this, that, and the other on the side and and get the game turned around. Because it's both land and spells, you have that guarantee of always getting the benefit from the lucky charm, and that makes a really big difference, especially when you have multiples. I think it's sort of interesting how the gimmick with the old Lucky Charms was you wanted to have the red one because it really messed with the red decks. Mm-hmm. Well, now whatever you're running messes with the red deck. So yeah. it makes a little more sense. Yeah. Um, Clue said the same thing uh, uh, that Mike just said on Monday Night Magic last night. He's like, they're not as bad as people think because duels. And I'm like, I don't know if that counts. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, no, the thing is, the thing is about duels it's not just from playing in an underpowered environment it's because of the restrictions being encouraged and even sometimes forced to play with cards that you wouldn't even take a second look at otherwise so you get to learn more about them true like i wouldn't have even noticed that they had the mana symbols on them because i wouldn't have taken a second look at them. <laughs> <laughs> hmm oh well sounds like we're done are we done probably yeah. I think so. I'm glad Vial of Poison wasn't part of a cycle after all. That would have just been a weird and dumb cycle. What, the Which poison cycle or the Vial cycle? Vial of Poison. Vial of Poison. Vial yeah, I, th- of I think, I think, yeah, I think the Vial cycle would have just been kind of weird and dumb. Mm-hmm. Vial of Mending Touch. <laughs> vial of Leeches. Delicious. Wait, can you keep leeches in a vial? I have to be a weird shaped vial, I guess. If they're small enough. Depends on how many leeches. That's also true. It's Depends like on if they've been fed, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can get them out of it, but you can't put them back in. If you yeah. right. There you go. Vial of leech. Vial of one big fat leech. <laughs> There's no putting the genie back in the bottle or the leech back in the vial. <laughs> <laughs> so when do we start playing Mad Libs? Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just did. Hell yeah. So I think this episode is now Mike Rosewater's Vial of Leech. (laughs) 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 All right. 
much so. Sounds great. We <laughs> delicious. So we should we should kill this then. So how about some final thoughts, Mike? Um, it's hard to believe the pre-release is this weekend. Hey, uh, when did the rules change kick in? Is it the pre-release or is it the release? It's the pre-release. It it has to be the pre-release because some of these cards, you know, like um uh the the whale and the banisher specifically won't exactly work quite right if at all under the current rules. Okay. <coughs> so and I think that. um today is Tuesday, so tomorrow the FAQ will be up. Just in time for us to not talk about it because we recorded tonight. Exactly. Yeah. Bastards. But okay, I just wanted to remind. So what are what are the? There's the legend rule and planeswalker rule and the um the other. Uh, indestructible is a keyword. Right. And the land. Um, there will be support for the templating on Banisher Priest and Colossal Whale. Um. I don't remember that part of the rules change. What is that? that that's because it wasn't announced. It wasn't announced in his article. It's but just the something rules, they have to do to print. The, the thing is, the rules need something about this. Because right now it can be inferred, but it's not. Oh, it's not there. Okay. Yeah, it, it can be said. Okay, it should work like this, but the rules that say that don't actually cover it. But that's that's a that's the thing they would do when this set was printed anyway. I'm talking about the actual like changes that they announced. Oh. Oh, then the one that you're missing is the one about the number of land a turn, which again, right? Not like the land drops, which which doesn't matter here. Okay. So. So so, so the planeswalker thing matters. So, so the indestructible. Well, no. Wait, are you talking about for the purposes of the pre-release or the for, for the purposes of this weekend in uh, general? For the purposes of, well, both. For the purposes of the pre-release and this weekend, the instructable thing matters and the Planeswalker thing might matter. Yes. And the rest is kind of mer- mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody remember that, although that already happened, most likely. But remember that from now on because you screwed it up like in the last day or two. We're ashamed of you. <laughs> We're ashamed of you. <laughs> yeah. So sorry to derail your final thoughts, Mike. Um... That was the extent of what I had when I said it. And, uh, yeah, we covered, I think, everything else that was, that I could have gone. Oh. So, okay. Word? Then Brian? Maybe not Brian? Sorry, I had it muted. Because <laughs> I've been coughing. Because I've only been coughing for like a month, and I, you'd think I'd be better by now. And you just finally muted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in preview mode, so yes. <laughs> Let me just cough in Mike's general direction a little more. Uh, um, Take that, Mike Rosewater. What about Mike Rosewater? Wait, Mark Rosewater. (laughs) Take that, Mike Rosewater. (laughs) Cough in your general direction. Mark Rosewater and Mike Flores have not had a love child that we know of. That we know of. (laughs) Eros block. Uh, I I had... Oh, my God. I had one or two thoughts, and a lot of them have vanished. But, um, I, like I said before, I finished the new Dan Brown novel and I recommend it. Um, curse you wizards for making me interested in a freaking corset. <sighs> Shame on you. Shame on you. Give me all the cards. Um, I don't know if I really have anything more specific. Sorry, work has just been a little draining lately. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I'm not gonna take up everybody's time. I'll just interject into Dirk's final thought. So go ahead. <laughs> ben, Brian. <clears throat> uh, my final thought. I really am. I really don't have much to interject into. So, ha, Brian. Screw you, hippie. Yeah, I, I really don't have anything sort of to, to to add to all this. 
It's it's a core set. I'll probably buy some of it. I won't be going to the pre-release. That's my that's my final thought. Speaking right. of which, we need to talk about that uh, before we all leave after we're done recording. It's gonna be a normal pre-release with no guild packs. Nothing. I know it's gonna be weird. No mazes. Nobody understands. Just nothing. So what uh, what you got there? Uh, what's your name? Oh, um, Bill. What's his face? Yeah, that's right. So because you guys talked about it last week, um, I just want to retread on a little bit of what you said for Chandra Pyromaster. Namely, I really like the concept of red card draw that they've introduced, which is you want it, you got it, do something with it. Oh, never mind. And mm-hmm. that just feels really good in red, and I'd like to see more of that in the future because I like the idea of like a you know red red spell that would be like exile three cards. And so you're probably only going to be able to pay for one of them, but it'd be really, really cool if you just could go, bam, fire, 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 if you have enough mana for it. That would be really, really cool. And it just feels like a good direction for that color. So I'm hoping we get a little more of that. And because I've really started to realize that red is kind of like a very impulsive blue, and I like that. So that just feels right to me. <laughs> um, regarding what you guys were saying last week about how you didn't really get a lot of the criticism on Chandra, I have a criticism on her, but it's different from everyone else's. And that, to me, is the same problem that I had with Firebrand, which is, when I cast a Planeswalker, I want to have two choices to make, but you really only get the one unless you're casting it really late. Yeah. So, that's that's my only gripe, is, like, I like the idea of having, you know, cast it and at least choose between, like, the plus and the zero, or the plus and the minus, or multiple zeros, or whatever. And with her, you pretty much, two red-red, you know, ping a player and a creature, you know, mug it a little bit and go on. And it's pretty much the only direction you get if you cast her on turn four. And it just feels a bit limiting to me. But mm. overall, I mean, like the same, the last Chandra that I liked, you know, had the same problem because you're not going to double cast something the turn you plaster either. So it's just interesting. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I still like her. Yeah, no, it's neat. I mean, I, I was one of the people who was a little bit disappointed just because I was hoping she'd be a little closer to like Liliana of the Veil. Like, not necessarily super crazy powerful, but for so much of the set to float around her, I was hoping that she was going to do a little bit more when she came in. But, I mean, she's introducing a new concept for red card draw, and I'm pretty happy with that. So, if they do more with that, I will be happy. If I never see it again and it just sits over there in the pile with the riggers, I will be very disappointed. So, we'll see what happens. <sighs> yeah, she will be sitting over there with Chandra Blaze. Just uh, she doesn't deserve that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, pretty bad. I'm sorry. Plus one, discard a card. Aw, this sucks. <laughs> this card is awful. Hmm, so... Well, that's all you guys, isn't it? Final thoughts, Chewy. So... So... Uh... You know, I don't really have anything either. This set's just not... Like, it's it's got good stuff, but like Mike said, the big fleshy... Not Mike, Brian. One of you freaking dorks said it's got... Mark? Mark? <laughs> Clues. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> it's like, got enough going on to where I'm interested that these cards are now out, but eh, I, I think know. I'm just fatigued because I was playing Modern Masters for a month, and last week was the second time I drafted Dragon's Mace, and now it's already going away. I'm like, man, you know, I messed this one up somehow. And there's that. It went, you know, new set, new set, new set, and now I've, I don't really give half a damn. That's got also got something to do with it. I'm so sick of doing these preview episodes for about a month or two or a minute for a while. I mean, they don't have anything else to preview until like a dual deck or something. So yeah, until from the vault twenty. Will that come out before Theros or be revealed? 
I can't remember the date. I can't either. Oh well. So, but those are quick. So those those are fine. That's How long can fun. I take to review Twenty Islands? So. <laughs> Keep that dumb joke going, by the way. I really think that. Uh, I think Wizard says. I think Mike put it the best when he said that in trying to hype us up, they've they're keeping us. They're the man that's keeping us down or something. I don't remember now, but. I, I can't remember. Let's let's see if let's see if it's dropped out of the chat. I'll tell you if I find it. Okay. Ooh, I just found it. Strangely enough, by trying to whip us up into a frenzy, the man has beaten us into submission. Is how you put it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's and funny you're, that you're right. You read that while I'm looking at a picture of Cyclops Tyrant, and it's pretty right. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I still haven't caught up on like sleep and work from freaking Vegas. And then we've got another freaking set already. Thanks, Wizards. Appreciate you. I haven't even played. I have not. I, I paid for and downloaded Duels. I have not booted it up yet. Not once. Not even to see if it finished downloading. I assume it finished downloading. Because <laughs> whenever I start Netflix, I don't get a, hey, this hasn't downloaded yet, stupid. So, um, yeah. I think my interest in magic, new magic stuff is starting to wane pretty hard. I think once we get to like a month out, from previews, I'm, I might be able to be to play duels. <laughs> yeah, probably. About the time the first deck pack comes out, I'll be like, "All right, there was a there's a game over there I was gonna play." Son of a. Well, at least on the plus side, you're not gonna be late to work posting limited resources this time. So that is true. That is actually I, I've actually thought about that, and it's kind of nice. I'm not gonna lie. I'll be late to work because I overslept because I've got too much other crap going on. But, <laughs> well, but that's, that's fun. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. <laughs> Nobody at work understands. They're like, why are you late? Oh, I had to poop twice. Because if I'd be like, well, I had to get this show posted, I'd hear, (laughs) you know, this is your first job, right? Well, it's actually my worst job. The job I do for free is actually better than this one. (laughs) This job has worse strike. It really does. This job gets worse place. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. Enough about that. I got I got nothing else though. So there was something I was gonna. Oh, so Monday Night Magic last, yesterday. So this this week's or last week's, I guess. By the time I get this posted, was Jack's last episode for a while. Mm. He uh, sent me a message. He was like, "Hey, reasons, reasons, reasons. This might be my last show." I was like, "What?" He's like, "What do you think?" I'm like, "I'm in the car on the way back to work." What? <laughs> so that was. That's kind of rough. I might have to see if he can. He probably can't. Like his his wife got a job, and the job schedule is I think he said one to ten, which means you know, baby. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna say maybe we should see if we can get him on. Now I don't think that's gonna work either, because seven p.m. still falls between one and ten, right? Usually. At piss. And one direction. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's like Jack has been the one constant since I took over. Monday Night Magic. He's not actually constant, but you know. Yeah, he was the continuity from the old set, so. Although you've brought in a good team of people who are regulars, and they work really well for it, so I think he will survive. Yeah, true. It's just going to be weird to not have a Jack there, you know? So, yeah, but... You could probably just sample some of his old griping and just play it every preview season and be fine. <laughs> you know, I, w- I think we might have to do that, actually. <laughs> this sucks. This set is terrible. <laughs> uh, and then you guys could have the rebuttal and be like, well, actually... Exactly! Which you could also cut in from old episodes. It'd be great. 
just mix one card review in the middle and see who notices it each time. <laughs> oh, well. But at least it's a strict upgrade over Cinder Hatchet. Thank goodness. Don't say strictly. <laughs> you know, that was the first thing I thought when I read the flavor text for Lava Axe. It's like, strictly? Uh, wait a minute. Well, yeah, because Cinder Hatchet actually did two damage and it cost seven, so. <laughs> Whatever gets redirected. <laughs> I actually um, looked and gathered to see if there was a Cinder Hatchet printer in a portal set or something. There was not. There was not, no. Yeah, the art I was thinking of was actually the portal art for Lava Axe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know the one you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So that's all I got. Uh, I think, I think almost we're gonna stop recording and I'm gonna go play Skyrim. Yeah. I finally got my smitting up to a hundred, and I made me some dragon scale and dragon plate armor. So I'm gonna put them on and walk around like a badass. <laughs> like, look at me, I'm a badass. Anyway. Start punching that crap out of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get that at the fairgrounds, I assume. I assume. I mean, it depends on which fair. <laughs> I mean, like the Raleigh fairgrounds, maybe, but not maybe. there. <laughs> oh, well. So thank you, Bill, for joining us. No problem, sir. You're a uh, squee goblin nabob with no eye? Correct. On Twitter? Yes. Yeah. Everyone should go follow Bill. Did you ever Did you ever do a Modern Masters? Or they didn't do Modern Masters online, did they? They did it online, but it cost more, and I'm like, nah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, screw that. I, I played enough drafts of it in person that I was pretty happy with it, though. And I've still got this unopened box, which is pretty funny, because I got the box in the off chance that we could do, like, a Dork Live episode sometime, since... The idea of a bunch of casual people messing around with incredibly overpowered cards just seems fun, because what we do anyway. It does. And But the thing was, like, when I went into a store the other day and I made the bad decision of buying singles, the guy's like, you've got a box? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, how much you want for it? And I'm like, I'm keeping it? And he's like, well, how much did you pay for it? And then I told him, because I, like, pre-ordered it and actually got the pre-order price. And he's like, oh, so it's already worth twice that? I'm like, yeah, I guess. He's like, and you're going to open it? And I'm like, if I can? <laughs> Maybe? Uh... I don't know. I mean... At this point, it's like that exquisite special animal that will never exist again, and I could be the one that kills it, and uh, you know? <laughs> and, uh, That's there, what friends there, are for. There, There is something appealing about having something, you know, special or unique and using it instead of just saving it or flipping it. Right. I mean, it's honestly going to sit around in my closet until it's worth a million dollars or until, you know... I have friends or someone over, and I'm like, let's do this. And then we bust it open, and then we're all really disappointed in the card quality. But it'll be awesome. So is this is this going to be like a like a Fight Club thing where you know I feel like destroying something beautiful? Possibly. <laughs> we just we don't actually draft it. We just sit there and open them and just completely ruin it. Oh God, that's like the worst. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, we're gonna no yeah, have have a little more class than that. Oh yeah, totally. We're gonna eat them. There you go. Then we gain their power. <laughs> Oh my god. So I think on that note, we, we should be done. So, yeah, this has been, I didn't even look at what episode this is, and I just posted the last one last night. You think I'd know? So this should be, is it 285? Is that right? I believe so. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Creeping up on 300 here, boys. Wow, we better start working out if we're gonna do this right. Yeah, we're not. We're gonna be like, so it's 300 and, uh, it's freaking preview episode. <laughs> 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 Damn it, wizard! The sad part is, is we're laughing about this. We so know it's going to happen. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Totally. 
It's gonna not even gonna be like the first one where you're spoiling the awesome thing. It'd be like this one where all the sets flare has been spoiled, and we're just gonna be sitting around and going, "Huh, lava axe? Who would have thought that'd be printed twice?" But <laughs> and that'll be episode three hundred. Best episode ever. Meh. Oh well. So yeah, let's actually kill it. So I noticed we've had a lack of a musical break these last three episodes. Yeah, because we just can't shut up. Yeah, and don't worry, that's not going away. Although it is kind of nice to not have to scramble for music and then actually insert it. So maybe I won't do it every episode. Because now that I haven't done it for three episodes, it's freaking nice. <laughs> it's like three less steps. Like you don't even know. <laughs> oh well. So this has been episode 285 of the Mana Pool. Uh, Mike Rosewater's Vial of Leech. Yes. So thank you all very much for listening, and uh, go play some magic. <laughs>